It is funny because like these are the chapters I think I get excited about because I want to see if we're right. I know. <laughs> Your answers. Yeah. I want to yeah. know. Hmm. Did we get any of them right? The Horcrux chapter was one of the chapters that you figured out if you're right or not. Mm-hmm. I know. We were close-ish. Jen, you said on this podcast, which everyone went nuts about, <laughs> you said maybe a Horcrux is like maybe when Dumbledore or maybe when Voldemort died, he spread out his aura and he put his aura in certain objects. I said that? You yes. said, I will pull up the quote. <laughs> I, yes, I could not. you think that? We were talking about it over the weekend, and you brought it up, and you were like, mm, "I was close," and I just bit my tongue because yeah. I was like, "I don't, I don't want to react here. <laughs> I want you to react here." Chat was going nuts. You don't remember you saying that? Come on, no, that was wait, well. I guess was... you don't remember it because it's like hard to you don't like recognize it. But in it the was moment, like one of the many theories. Yeah. You just in the wrote. moment, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was sweating. People in chat were going <laughs> nuts. So Kristen you was texting me saying, so "Are you kidding me right now?" <laughs> <laughs> all behind the scenes stuff is like you don't see it but that is great that was so yeah because nuts. like you guys hide it very well so i don't yeah. know so that's when you're just throwing out theories and <laughs> yeah, you're just yeah. like i don't know so nothing that's it's why not it's not sticking. memorable either because yeah. i'm yeah. like well maybe it's this that oh, did so you remember funny. that me saying that? i remember you said pieces of himself one time um, because then that was one of the things that was in my mind too. I was like, oh, all right, well, that's a good idea. Could be pieces of himself. And then that was mixed in with all the other theories. So, uh, but it's yeah. funny because if we went on that theory, then we would have known where Dumbledore was going and all this stuff. Right. <laughs> I was right. like, oh man, but I could have answered follow, it differently. Yeah. If you follow all your theories ad nauseum, it would you'd be here for five hours, six so hours, and you hours. would love it <laughs> the entire day. I would, that would be like <laughs> my dream great. come true. But. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you would never let us leave. Yeah. I'm locking the doors. <laughs> it's theory time. <laughs> um, but you guys seem to like really these chapters, funny. though. You guys were texting about it. These chapters are good. Oh, Getting yeah. some answers. They were great. I always love answered chapters. Getting some answers, leaving some more unanswered questions, giving us some more questions. Yes, um, good. Mm-hmm. The whole um, the spell he tried on Malfoy was interesting. Yikes. Bold move, mm. Harry. I'm glad he tried on Malfoy, not on someone else. It did not make give him a deviated septum. It literally <laughs> yeah. cut him. Oh, wait, yeah. Half. Wait, did I, what did I say? Lose your voice. Yeah, that was a great one. You said lose your voice, and instead of fixing your deviated septum, it gives you a deviated <laughs> septum. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Um, it just cuts you deep. Really All right, so just then. this is an important conversation that we need to have. <laughs> okay. Just... I want to get what you guys fully understand about this, but what is a Horcrux? A Horcrux. This is like an English quiz in high school. It is an object (laughs) that you can take. um, Well, yeah, let's see if I understand it. It sounds like it's an object that usually is a meaningful object to someone. And if they were to murder someone, they could split their soul and put it into this object and it helps them not um prolong life like they could split their soul and have a double soul Mm -hmm. so that way they can't die yes is my understanding perfect and voldemort did what was the difference with voldemort he He wanted to do do multiple ones because seven is a magic number that's meaningful in the wizarding world. So seven would, he asked if 
What if you did seven hmm. times and, and he had to kill seven people? Yeah, I would think. But I thought he killed way more than seven people. So for me, I was like, is it a certain to, or is it he killed people through other people? So it's not really him killing. But it just seemed weird because I was like, I feel like he killed more than seven people, but it was only significant. Like only certain people are important or powerful enough to for it to split his soul. Because mm-hmm. no, he definitely killed more than seven people. Yeah, he killed more than seven people, but I think or it's it was probably it was probably some of the first seven people that he killed, and then after that he maybe might have killed more people. Hmm. Actually, that no, because. It was, just, he, it was probably in between. He probably killed a few people in between and just maybe the more meaningful that's what I was trying people to get that he at. killed Is were that the ones that he turned into Horcruxes. Hmm. Or he didn't turn them into Horcruxes. Because then but he, Harry Potter's kill was supposed to be the sixth one or something? I don't know if we Fifth? know which one. I thought it, Dumbledore said it, but well, I don't take Oh, that'd notes. be good because I was kind of wondering <laughs> so. that too. Like what order he got to. I was thinking when he got to Harry, was that the last one or was it? the second one you know like did he only have one horcrux and then that's what kept him alive because he said he was farther Mm -hmm. along the path to immortality but i was like does that mean he had all seven or was he just on that path but you think he created some after he resurrected again that's what i was thinking like i got when i read it my initial thought was he got two or three or four and then harry was one of them or one of the potters was one of them um, i thought it was in here and he, that was going be to wrong. be the next one but then he was going to continue for a few more um so i just couldn't tell if he had gotten them all yet but i didn't think he did um hmm. but it yeah definitely hard to tell do you so do you think that he actually achieved the seven horcruxes I'm not even convinced he achieved it now. Mm-hmm. And then also, even if he did, Dumbledore's uh, destroyed a few. So then I was like, can he keep making them? Would he want to keep it at seven? But then, like Dumbledore said, he might not know that they've been destroyed. But so, Dumbledore destroyed just the ring, right? Or maybe one more. I'm forgetting how many it was. So, yeah, we'll kind of go over some of that as yeah, we, when we get hit to the it. podcast when we get to it. But Dumbledore seems to... Uh, again one of the big things is do we trust not trust Dumbledore does he have sufficient knowledge and understanding of what's going on where he is telling us the correct things in this chapter like you have been a natural skeptic of some of the things that Dumbledore has said even through Mm -hmm. the memory like you're like is this actually true did he collect the actual true and right memory and now he's regurgitating things to Harry but you're I think the question is still is are the things that Dumbledore is saying to Harry is he collecting this from surety? Like he knows this for sure without a shadow of a doubt. Or is it guesswork? And he just, it's kind of his best guess and it's Dumbledore. So he's like probably right, but you just don't know. So Dumbledore mm. seems to think that it was, he had created six Horcruxes. And we'll kind and of he talk is about the seventh. Is that and what that who's was? Who's he? Um, like uh, his soul is in seven parts. Yeah. Him and six yeah, Horcruxes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what, that, that was the line that he had before. Where he kind of thinks that, yeah, he, him, him his person is a seventh. Mm. Not really a Horcrux, but he's like alive. So but alive, like his soul. Reading. Yeah, right, right. And we'll talk about huh. the destruction of all those things as we get there. Because um, I that's, we'll kind of like hit those as we hit the chapter. But Jen's studying the text over there. I mean, wow, this to, never happens. I know. Because I, I want to know if I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> 
I have so many questions about this. We're just going to jump into the podcast right now because this could this could be a long mm. few chapters. So welcome to the yep. podcast. I'm John. Jen. Danny. And Kristen. And this is Harry Potter and the First Time Readers. everyone i'm just gonna give a short intro for this one because this is a very very long podcast already um but these were great chapters so much fun discussion in them but follow us on all social um obviously our instagram um our website our email our twitter it's pretty much all first time readers um go join us on reddit and we have a discord now um we have a bunch of stuff we have a patreon go subscribe to us on youtube all the typical stuff but um we are slowly putting together a merch shop as well. So sweatshirts, all that kind of stuff. So you can find that as probably in between these books. I'm going to put it together. I'm going to redo some of the intros early in the podcast. So if anybody wants to buy any merch, they can. And um, yeah, that's all I have because this is a very long episode. So I'm going to wrap it up and say enjoy these chapters. Chapters 23 to 25 of Half-Blood Prince. So much meat in these chapters. <laughs> there is so much meat in these chapters. Okay, so I'm going to read a few different lines and then we're just going to have a full on discussion of these because there is a lot in here. Um, this is one of the first lines that we get in this. So he collects a memory. And this is the first line. Good gracious, Harry, said Dumbledore in surprise. To what do I owe this very late pleasure? Sir, I've got it. I've got the memory from Slughorn. Harry pulled out the tiny glass bottle and showed it to Dumbledore. For a moment or two, the headmaster looked stunned. Then his face split into a wide smile. Harry, this is spectacular news. Very well done indeed. I knew you could do it. Later, this is the line that we have in the memory itself. Well, said Slughorn, not looking at Riddle, but finding with the ribbon on top of his box of crystallized pineapple. Um, well, it can't hurt to give you an overview, of course. Just so that you understand them. A horcrux is the word used for an object in which a person has concealed part of their soul. I don't quite understand how that works, though, sir, said Riddle. His voice was carefully controlled. But Harry could sense his excitement. Well, you split your soul, you see, said Slughorn, and hide part of it in an object outside the body. Then, even if one's body is attacked or destroyed, one cannot die for part of the soul remains earthbound and undamaged. But of course, existence in such a form that peters off. What do you guys think of Horcruxes as a magical object? We don't know a lot. <laughs> what do I think of them? Yeah, what do you think of them? <laughs> <laughs> Danny, you I can play like... devil's advocate and say they're good. <laughs> it seems like it's like dark magic, right? That's what that's hidden from the books in Hogwarts. Mm -hmm. No one knows that much about it. And it's about killing some, like in order to retain this, you have to kill someone. So I don't know. Like, how do they even figure this out? Who's start, who's the founder of right. this and pass it along and like figure it out. And, and is that person no important? That. I know. Mm. Are they still alive? Did they put their body somewhere? Or their soul? did say Dumbledore somewhere? was very against it. I think somewhere in here it said he didn't want it anywhere in Hogwarts. 
Yeah, Slughorn says that he wouldn't find it in any of the books in the library because Dumbledore wouldn't want that at all. What do you mm. think about Dumbledore censoring reading? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's fine. I'm not a big fan <laughs> of uh, the censoring because especially if you do it poorly, it makes people want to know even more because then it's a secret. So you could accidentally make it even more of like, well, we talked about lore last time. It could become even more secretive and powerful if other people don't know how it's done. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, it's a really weird one. Now I'm looking back at everything we read so far, trying to figure out if Horcruxes have been involved without us knowing. Um, Great question. Have we seen any before? Yeah. Well, it has power, which is what they're saying. But I also, um, oh no, because Dumbledore was trying to undo the curse on the ring, which is when he blackened, his hand got black. Because hmm. I was like, is it when you touch something? Or I guess it depends what curse is on it to protect it, maybe. That's right. what it is. Yeah, I think it would. Katie Bell or whatever. Is that Katie? Is that Katie Bell, yeah. With, like, was hers a horcrux or was it just a cursed necklace? Okay, that's a that's an interesting question. What is... <laughs> that you're not going to answer. <laughs> no, I'm going to make you guys answer. Obviously. <laughs> What would the arguments for that being a Horcrux and what would the arguments against it being a Horcrux? Like, and then even on Danny's point, search back through this book, all the books, has there been any mention of Horcruxes at all that we just haven't seen? Well, the diary, but that was mm -hmm. somewhat, mm -hmm. not obvious, but like there was something going on there that was different. Yeah. But I feel like that's it. Yeah, it's just ancient magical things now. What? Ancient magic <laughs> things, right? Oh, yeah. Um, they, uh, they now are red flags for us because we're like, ooh, that could be a Horcrux. So, yeah, it's just interesting because then um, we have to wonder if the Sword of Gryffindor could be. if the Dumbledore doesn't think it could and, be. But that's but again, one of those things, too, where know. I read Dumbledore's stuff more skeptical than most would. Mm. Um and I think a lot of this was guesswork. Hmm. And almost to the point of being inconsistent, um, Dumbledore called this memory the most important memory. Why? I don't know. Because he got a number there. He got a number from Voldemort that he Wait, wasn't what? sure about of how got many how yeah. many horcruxes. He has an idea now of how many there could be out because there. Because he said seven. Because he said, what mm -hmm. about seven, Slughorn? That's the magical number. And that was that was taken out of the memory. All right. That mm -hmm. is a pretty important one. Yeah. But I also just feel like it's not that important. Like, for example, Why he not? said that as a kid. He's trying to actually get rid of Voldemort. No, so no I know. But to do that, you need to know if his soul is in. But how does he know? Because all he knows now is as a teenager, he thought seven was cool. Well, what if he turned 20 and thought 10 is cool? You know what's cooler than 10? 15. <laughs> you know what's cooler than that? No, because 40. it's, you not, know? So, but not, yeah, it's yeah. not just cool. It's a significant number. In the magical world. Yes. And and that 
kind of makes sense. But then why make it (laughs) seven parts, including your own soul, if you could have seven Horcruxes? Wouldn't that be also? That's what he was trying to do, I thought. You're saying seven Horcruxes, not six and his own soul. I thought. But even so, it felt like Dumbledore already kind of knew. He was already hunting Horcruxes. He already basically knew what Voldemort was up to. But Or maybe just splitting it seven times. Maybe it's not seven. Right, right. Seven splits, right. Or, yeah, however many that would be. Um, So it just made me think Dumbledore takes some information and fills in a lot of the gaps. And then for whatever reason, he really needed this just to come up with the number. But is that enough? How would he know if it's true? I just got... Yeah, this is such a random thing and probably means nothing. But remember when Harry had his wand and he was versing Voldemort and all those people came out of the wand? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Are those all the Horcruxes that he interesting had? Well, because I honestly, when I was reading, you know, you wrote it down. No, no, I didn't. I didn't write down. But I was thinking that Voldemort literally had only killed potentially the seven people or the six people for six splits. Um, But then when I started like thinking more about it. I thought it can't be unless he was making a Horcrux with Harry's dad and mom and then was planning on doing the last one with Harry. But we don't know that many instances of Voldemort killing people. But we we know he didn't when he, well, we assume he didn't. Wait, wait. No, no. He didn't even kill Cedric. That was somebody else, another Death Eater. So I'm just curious. Um, It seems like he should have killed more than that. So that's why I'm wondering, is it like, the people you kill, they have certain power, they have certain knowledge, and then that turns and helps it become, or you literally just pick at random, okay, this one I want it to be a Horcrux. Hmm. It feels like Voldemort is very patient. He wanted each of these deaths to mean something when he was creating a Horcrux. He wanted the person to be significant, I object. think, and the object. Like the object more important, I yeah. guess, but I'm assuming because of the way he's been treating death in general and wanting to be the one to kill Harry. I assumed he wanted to be the one to do it. Like when I'm creating this Horcrux, I want to kill oh, I found this it. person. What'd you find? 506. It says, nice. which maybe we already answered this while you guys were talking, <laughs> while I was reading. But it was saying he believed he was making himself invincible. This is Dumbledore talking about Voldemort. I am sure that he was intending to make his final Horcrux with your death, Harry. He's talking to Harry. So he already, so he already had, had a bunch. Five, let's say. And yeah. he needed the sixth one. So at that, if we assume Dumbledore is right, he needed to hit his seven, needed to create another Horcrux when he came back. Because it, whatever it was with Which Harry didn't work. Which is maybe why he's trying to kill Harry right away when he became alive again. And so is he waiting to kill Harry oh, and create hi. a Horcrux now? He seems to have reserved the process of making Horcruxes for particularly significant deaths. Um, yeah, so significant so it means deaths. And, something. What chapter? Mm, what oh, that was on the same page. And then he's not any significant objects. Has like he maybe he can split his soul into more, but has he found the amount of objects that he can split? Like he started that as a child, which is so scary too. It's so creepy. So it has to be, that's why I was even having the discussion on what is a magically powerful object. Right, right. Because it can't be any object. You can't, it's like a, the difference between a port key and a horcrux is one is not significant. One could be a rock or a tin can. And that actually helps it. Exactly. And a a horcrux has to be a magically significant object. So maybe he just didn't find the the, The right one. What was the diary? That wasn't magical. Well, not that we know yet. 
Well, first okay. of all, yeah. Do we even that's really know that's a Horcrux? I don't know. It just felt weird to me. Dumbledore says he kind of confirms that's a Horcrux, but again, yeah, I know. But I was reading it like Dumbledore just to be a little like. Mm. Well, it feels but the like whole story behind it was actually it seemed accurate in a way like it, it was the it first one accurate. so maybe that's why it was a diary uh-huh. secondly he gave it to lucius malfoy and lucius was gonna plant it at some point mm-hmm. no he was supposed to keep it safe and then was he actually supposed to i thought he was it? supposed to plant know. it at hogwarts at some point and then he kind of forgot but then panicked when he thought he might come back i kind of lost track of what that was supposed but to be. now it also makes sense well i don't know if we want to go on that tangent oh we want to go on that tangent Jen. oh well, yeah we do because i wrote this down oh, this is how crazy i got see these chapters some Jen chapters you can tell notes? some chapters what? what i know oh my because gosh. if i like a chapter you'll know <laughs> uh, you're gonna like the next three chapters uh i wrote i don't even know this is gonna make sense but i'm gonna read it uh it makes more sense now that voldemort uh would want malfoy in with whatever he's doing for voldemort now right maybe he's a death eater or whatever so it makes more sense that he would want malfoy because lucius messed up so many times Mm -hmm. for voldemort so he's probably gave him this task he can accomplish and um and snape maybe he and Snape maybe wants to help protect him, knowing this background between uh, Lucius and Voldemort being pissed off at Lucius Malfoy. So maybe Snape wanted to protect Malfoy, which is why he did the unforbid, un whatever the the binding unbreakable unbreakable vow. That's it, right? Yeah. So then I said, and maybe he isn't dark after all. Maybe he's actually trying to protect. A kid from Voldemort, and he thinks he can protect him that way. Because mm. um, I'm trying to keep Snape on the good side, even though <laughs> right now it doesn't. It's not, looking it's good. not likely. Um, and then also seems that the Half Blood Prince. Oh, but now I don't think this is true. The Half Blood Prince is Voldemort from the spell he used on Malfoy. Although to be fair, it seems like Malfoy. Mm. I don't know what this means. <laughs> I did a talk to text and it doesn't make sense. But he was doing the Cruciatus curse on Harry. Which is insane. Yikes. Which I don't think it actually would have worked because I don't think Malfoy actually wants to oh, kill. Oh, that's interesting. So I feel like he could have done it, but I don't know if it would have actually worked. Interesting. I like that. Yeah, I like I like that too. Um and maybe that's why Malfoy was like getting hard on himself and crying in the bathroom. Um, spell using Malfoy. Mm, I'm not sure. Let me read. A oh, few because more. I not nah, okay. No, I understand I- my notes now. He was. I was just saying that the Half Blood Prince book. It was very vicious. This spell, and it seems like it could be something Voldemort would do. Because it's like for your enemies and something that's very harmful. Yeah. And then I said, and to be fair, though, he was going to do the Cruciatus curse. So he needed something to retaliate. Harry needed something to retaliate against Malfoy. Okay, that's it. That's perfect. <laughs> that well, makes uh, if no I, sense. After, uh, after I read these, I feel like we'll get a little bit, may, maybe a little bit more sense out of them. How do you split your soul? Well, said Slughorn uncomfortably. You must understand that the soul is supposed to remain intact and whole. Splitting it is an act of violation. It is against nature. 
and later. Yes, sir, said Riddle. What I don't understand, though, just out of curiosity, I mean, would one Horcrux be much use? Can you only split your soul once? Wouldn't it be better make you stronger to have your soul in more pieces? I mean, for instance, isn't seven the most powerfully magical number? Wouldn't seven... Merlin's beard, Tom, yelped Slughorn. Seven? Isn't it bad enough to think of killing one person? And in any case, bad enough to divide the soul, but to rip it into seven pieces? So I guess the question that you guys are asking too is, did yeah. he split his soul into seven? I think he needs seven pieces and then he... But then would he even be human? I don't know. I don't get it. Because mm. is it like he's human with his soul or whatever human is in the Simpsons? <laughs> Snake human. And then seven pieces? Or, or, or is it seven or pieces seven of your soul? Or se- no, because you said Because it could be either. Question, yeah. I don't know. Is it like seven Horcruxes and then he's there? Or is it he's six the Horcruxes guy. and he's the bonus? Right. And that makes a big difference because mm-hmm. that's another Horcrux they have to find. Um, so and then Dumbledore, Dumbledore just kind of was wrong. like, oh, so it's six of them. And I, I'm just like, Dumbledore, we don't know. I mean, we have a memory. Again, he was a teenager. It's yeah. a long time since then. We need more than just that to be able to confirm. Because then I'm also thinking, let's say we come up with a plan, which I'm just hoping Dumbledore has one. You can eliminate all the Horcruxes and then kill him. But what if you didn't get all the Horcruxes? Would you know that it didn't work? Or would it be like with Harry, he's just gone and people are like, well, did, did we kill him or is he in Romania or like, you know, off somewhere in Bulgaria? <laughs> like, I don't know. So it seems really risky because you wouldn't know until he tries to rise to power again. Wouldn't so, that mean one of his horcruxes are there in Bulgaria? Hmm. Wait, why Bulgaria? I, I was just saying like off to the east, not Albania. actually. I don't yeah, know. Albania, just... there it is. I'm like somewhere in Eastern Europe. Um, Dude, I don't know any. Okay. Well, oh, man, here's... you're right. We got to read all the books again and see if they're well, close. Now it makes sense why they read like 20 times. <laughs> and like, right? trying to, like, I'm not doing Okay. That. I have so many questions, guys. Oh, my goodness. We could be here for a long time. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. You're not kidding. I'm so not kidding at all. Off your <laughs> this is the greatest day of my life. <laughs> um, the greatest day tell of my life. Um, I want to answer Danny's question before. Have we come across any Horcruxes already? Yeah. What? Definitely. Because it's good literary <laughs> <laughs> content. Um, <laughs> it's got to be old stuff. I think Dumbledore could be wrong about the sword. Okay. I think um, I wondered about how complicated whether something is an object or not. Um, and I I want to, I have to recant because... Um, it can be any object, but Voldemort himself doesn't want it to be any uh, any it's mundane significant object. Yes. object. It's significant for him. Yep. for him because he's weird. Yeah. And What's the term for someone who just like constantly steals? Psychotic. A kleptomaniac. Kleptomaniac, but steals valuable objects. Yeah. He can't help it. So he wants them to be magically significant. Yep. Can they jump? Can your soul jump to another object? Only why? Well, not that because what was the Baskel? The basilisk. Right. When Carrie stabbed the diary, could it have jumped to the sword? His soul. And then that's where your sword Oof. would be. And uh, well, the sword would be one thing because he stabbed the basilisk with the sword. But you saying that makes me wonder if it could have jumped to the fang. The fang of a basilisk has to be some kind of magical something, right? Isn't that what he stabbed the diary with? Yeah. So then like. So like, it would if literally you... be stabbed with it. But that seems weird. I feel like it. 
That's not. How do you kill a Horcrux? That's kind of a thing. Dumbledore <laughs> no, didn't no. tell us. He did so, a. Oh, that's true. So, like, you're what you'd be saying is like, if you destroy a Horcrux or like don't destroy it maybe the right way, part of the soul jumps off and latches on to the nearest living <laughs> maybe. or nearest like magical object. That seems if there's one around that like could be a thing, right? That that's the only a thing is thought. like you put your soul in there, so don't you need that person to do it? But it could maybe he's that powerful and well, it's that Voldemort magical. Voldemort wasn't in control, and ancient. right? And and Tom was there, Tom Riddle, you know, in the diary, controlling Ginny, doing all that chaos in Hogwarts. Voldemort wasn't there. It's like I am almost thinking of it as like a mini clone, like has its a mind of its own. If it has a way to survive, I think it would try, even if Voldemort had no power or control over it. Right. So like again, this thought only jump. because you said that makes me wonder. But if it didn't have another magical object, I don't know what would happen. Um. But Dumbledore seems to think Harry took care of it, right? That that's what I was reading it. It's his assumption, yeah. But the assumption, but yeah. Now I'm just wondering. Danny's sowing a lot of seeds of discord and and (laughs) doubt doubt. that we have for Dumbledore. Um, I just we don't know anything about the history here, but the fact that Slughorn knew even however many years ago that Dumbledore didn't like Horcruxes or wouldn't have allowed that type of thing in the library or in a hogwarts is it because he didn't like anything dark or is it because he specifically had a vendetta against horcruxes and said this is too powerful or maybe got a prophecy saying horcruxes are going to lead to like thousands of deaths so you know stop them uh, we don't know but for whatever reason we are assuming I like Dumbledore would, knows but it also stuff. is like encouraging murdering people <laughs> yeah but they're teaching mm, yeah. they're teaching fifth years how to do curses you know what i mean they're teaching them cruciatus yeah, they, and uh, no no that was years, fourth year no but they weren't at, was that a normal class no, no, moody no jumped it ahead. was a fake moody yeah, yeah and yeah, he Jr. was a death eater so that's how they learned it mm. um jen you're bringing up a good point how do you destroy a horcrux how did they just de- like let's assume the riddle was a horcrux how did they destroy that how did Harry destroy the the diary? The diary, the diary yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, diary of time. No, I just wanted to make sure I was. I'm, I'm going crazy, yeah. Because you're just so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How did he destroy How that? Do you guys he... remember? Yeah, he took the fang of the basilisk, mm-hmm. yeah. right, and stabbed it, and it bled out. And then I only remember visuals. So in the movie, it looks like Tom's dying. Tom yeah. Riddle is dying. Mm-hmm. I forget what the book portrayed. But I don't think that was shown. I feel like he just faded oh, no, away just, or like, something, but I've I don't remember. A few times. So, so another. Oh, do you guys remember anything about basilisk venom? It kills you, doesn't it? <laughs> I can't believe, I'm, I can't believe that freeze? question came out of my mouth. <laughs> like basilisk venom. Let's do a study on basilisk yeah, let's venom do a right study now. On it. And Jen is answering my question. It was I dangerous. thought you. That's for sure. Oh, you can't look in the eyes. That's how you would freeze, right? Yeah, that yeah. petrifies you. No, that kills you, but people kills were looking you. at reflections and, and that, that petrified would petrify them. you. Oh, nice. And then the venom. I feel like you would die, but. It, but it was like more than that. It was like irreversible damage. Remember. What's the only thing that can heal a basilisk? The phoenix mm-hmm. tears. Phoenix tears are the only known Why cure I... to that. I love that you know this. That Harry makes Potter me nerd. so no, happy that Jen <laughs> nope. is a Potterhead. <laughs> Deny it all you want. Um, so is that an object enough? Is that 
basilisk venom enough to destroy a horcrux or does a horcrux need to be destroyed, destroyed but i thought some maybe harry did that and then dumbledore did another spell on it to really he came in for the the double tap the sure. final blow yeah like what he did to the maybe. ring where it cracked I don't know. I don't know either. But where but is it, the diary? It's going to matter at some point. <laughs> it's really going to matter. Where is the diary? Okay, let's let's say he has seven horcruxes. Mm-hmm. What are those seven horcruxes? Uh, what did we... I'm going to go back or go forward to where... The diary, the okay. goblet, the necklace, the ring. You got four. Right. But apparently they think Ravenclaw something that he got, but we okay. don't know what. We don't know what. That yeah. might be, that could be five and six, seven. He thought Nagini could be one, yeah. but then it seems like maybe not in the later chapters. So you've got six of them right now, Jen. Without looking at my book. <laughs> I know. Nice. <laughs> you're on but fire you, today. We don't know if you're right because a lot of these are no, put I into know. doubt. You're hot tomorrow. Wait, oh. you said the locket, <laughs> right? I said the yeah. necklace. Okay. Yeah, that was the locket. <clears throat> the ring. But Is we're not really sure. And then he said I think part so. of it is in him, but that's what we, yeah. Part of it is what? The seventh being in him. The in, seventh is in like the seven seven like of his, his soul, soul not seven Horcrux. Yeah. Right. Six Horcruxes then said Harry a little desperately. And then Dumbledore just moves on and says, "But you're forgetting you already destroyed one, the diary, um, and I destroyed another, the ring." <laughs> so Dumbledore he doesn't say it outright, but he's like essentially confirming, "Yeah, six could be true." Okay, and Might this is not. here's another. Here's another longer quote, because this is kind of what we're talking about. But now, Harry, armed with this information, the crucial memory you have succeeded in procuring for us, we are closer to the secret of finishing Lord Voldemort than anyone has ever been before. You heard him, Harry. Wouldn't it be better to make you stronger, to have your soul into more pieces? Isn't seven the most powerfully magic magical number? Isn't seven the most powerfully magical number? Yes, I think the idea of seven of a seven part soul would greatly appear, sorry, appeal to Lord Voldemort. He made seven Horcruxes, said Harry, horror struck, while several of the uh, portraits on the wall made similar noises of shock and outrage. But they could be anywhere in the world, hidden, buried, invisible. I'm glad to see you appreciate the magnitude of the problem, said Dumbledore calmly. But firstly, no, Harry, not seven Horcruxes, sixth. The seventh part of his soul, however, maimed, resides in his regenerated body. That was the part of him that lived a spectral existence for so many years during his exile. Without that, he has no self at all. That seventh piece of soul will be the last that anybody wishing to kill Voldemort must attack. The piece that lives in his body. So is Dumbledore right about this? He seems sure, but do you trust his word on this? Never. <laughs> no, no, I should. I mean, yeah, but I feel like it makes more sense now that I re-listened to what you, yeah. that chapter. It does make sense. Because wherever he had his horcruxes, he was like, he his soul as a body did not, or human did not exist. His He went into all of his horcruxes. Mm-hmm. So then 
to recreate his body, he had to bring them together. So to me, that seems like a count, like as a horcrux. Like his body now is a horcrux holding his soul together. Mm. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So wait, are you kind of saying that like in order to become whole again or not become whole, but like can he become reanimated by using one Horcrux or does he have to assemble all of them together? It sounded like from what he was telling the Death Eaters, he had pieces everywhere. He was in pieces and he came together. Hmm. But he also lost his body because it was he when he tried to kill Harry, it seems like he mm-hmm. vanished. Right. And dispersed in his soul split into all those or he survived in all those horcruxes. Yeah, he survived in all those horcruxes. But like he didn't have a body. So like to me, this regenerated body is like a horcrux holding his soul. That's what it I'm not sure if I'm oh, explaining that correctly. He's now come back. Because it, it wasn't the original body. Like yeah, now so he's it, come back. So it's part of his soul. Right. So that's seven. So he's not so, whole. And that's like one of the things that they always say in this. Right. That's what I'm thinking. So that's why I'm like, oh, Dumbledore is right. It's not, he doesn't need, he doesn't have seven horcruxes now because one of them is now him. Hmm. As a so, body. Um, so you're actually saying. It was seven Horcruxes. Yeah. Then he kind of took one over. His body is gone. Lost one, gained one. Yeah. Yeah. But then wouldn't he want to create another one? (laughs) Or maybe he doesn't need to because it's seven. But I don't know. mm, mm, Yeah. But that's why me, I did. I disagree with Dumbledore. But now after re-listening to it, right? I do agree with him. Yeah. I'm wondering if um, Dumbledore ever tried to make Horcruxes or got sucked into any any dark magic or if he was always good um i'm only thinking that because of the line slughorn said earlier about um wizards of a certain caliber have always been drawn to that aspect Mm. of magic and i thought who are wizards of high caliber that we know and slughorn and dumbledore came to mind and uh well no but slughorn was saying this in the past i was thinking crouch jr potentially um and then people like moody fudge maybe but i just wondered who else has gone down this path and then i wasn't on that caliber come on right i was like i can't imagine he's just rich um (laughs) and then i reread the part that said it's a banned subject at hogwarts dumbledore is particularly fierce about it so again that that makes me think interesting this is not just he doesn't like dark magic no that is a very specific thing horcruxes and dumbledore since way back here in the you know in the memory has been against them so he's got experience with horcruxes and at this point i mean in present time dumbledore i feel like must know everything there is to know if he's spent all of this time since voldemort the first time he's hearing rumors of voldemort i feel like he must have done some pretty intense stuff but do you think he ever went that far as to split his soul or try to split his soul Dumbledore? Is that why he's banning it? Because he attempted this and he realized how damaging it was? If he, I don't think he would have attempted, I don't think he would have killed anybody. Yeah. But is there, I don't know if there's another way to split your soul. Uh, but how would Slug we know? Slughorn seems like murder is the only thing that can split your soul. But you know what? There might be more. Because, well, here's what comes to mind. Um, wow. I just, I don't, I just built a whole backstory for Dumbledore that doesn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> 
Dumbledore had a family, a wife and kids, and they were murdered. <laughs> and that split his soul out of mourning. Um, because what I'm thinking is the soul splitting is not um, the way Slughorn said it. It sounded like you lose a piece of who you are. What if his you know, brother? Metaphorically, too. <laughs> what's, his, what's his brother's name? Aberforth. Aberforth. The goat one. That's um, split soul. So I don't know, but I imagine if there was another way to split a soul, it would be something like intense grief or insane hardship or something so else. Could Tonks be splitting her soul mm -mm. into a horcrux now? Whoa. And what would it be? What horcrux? I disagree with that. Well, I the thing mm. is, you if you didn't know how to split your soul, you, like you can be heartbroken, you know? Um, but if you didn't know how to put it into Patronus. an object, then like you you just you have a broken heart inside, you mm. know? It doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You don't now have like a it doesn't but take the form of something in your house. Can you put it in an object? Can you take that out because maybe it hurts so much and put it in an object and save it for Oh, as like later. a process the grief by removing it. Like if Tonks so was like, let me remove pensive. some of this. Yeah. Maybe that's in the same that is vein like a pensive, as, but that's a yeah. thought maybe more. So it's, it's maybe it's a little more more detached than part of your soul. Like in what other ways? What is your soul? That's a great question. What is the soul? <laughs> what is love? Come on, what is John. Soul? <laughs> I feel like you should answer that for us. <laughs> um, but if you're thinking about it, if Slughorn says murder is the only thing, not the only thing, but he, that's what he thinks is the way that you create horcruxes. But can you create it in other ways? I don't think Slughorn knows that much about this. Yeah, he doesn't seem to know a ton. But it's dangerous enough that Dumbledore wanted all information destroyed. But maybe that was all for this moment because he doesn't want Voldemort to realize there are other ways of doing it. Mm. But Voldemort's not above killing, so what, I guess that doesn't really matter. Um, yeah, I don't know why Dumbledore wouldn't want that. Um, I mean, it kind of makes sense, but it doesn't feel that consistent with all the other like kind of in, yeah. intense things that wizards learn about. Um, so could you split your soul from like depression or losing someone that you love or like, is there other crimes that like is creating an inferior a way to, that you can split your soul or something like that? I can't imagine that being one. I feel like it would only have to be murdering someone. Oh, mm. Maybe because that's something like you're killing a soul so you can split yours. Yeah. Hmm. It's reminiscent. And I'm going to nerd out even more. The whole Marvel series, when they take the Soul Stone, you, I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, you when know they take what the Soul vaguely. Stone. They they have to sacrifice the soul in order to gain the Soul Stone. Uh, so yeah, someone yeah, has yeah. to die at that part, and they regain the stone. Hmm. Um, so is the same thing true? I mean, I feel like Jen's theory on that is pretty accurate. Like, you have to destroy a soul in order to for your split soul to be split or something like that. But can a soul be destroyed? Can your own soul be split in half by mourning someone that you love that their soul was destroyed or in an, any other way? It's like just interesting things mm. to think of. We don't know. No, because then right Harry now, would be able to do that. If oh, he, he knew he was too young. how. Oh, oh, yeah. With his own parents. Maybe so, too young. Yeah. It was so long. He's only hearing Neville stories. Is he the yeah. same age? Same age. Oof. But, He's but the grief lot. that they experience now maybe could do it. Harry's longing when he looks into the mirror of Erised is for his parents. That's... 
Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, he he brought that up. And even Tonks, like I could see it happening accidentally. If someone gave her an out and said, "Hey, you know, there's a way to deal with this pain, hmm. um, and you can just kind of get rid of it, and you're gonna forget some things, and you're gonna feel like a part of you is missing, but, but you won't be in pain." Going anymore. to want to have their soul, some like I think you have to be pretty messed You'd have up, to be desperate, like yeah. a murderer, and uh-huh. <laughs> wanting your soul to be split because then you're not really you. But I think the point being, um, your soul in the case of like some kind of depression or deep sadness and mourning a loss, your soul is already split, but it's, it's like a painful part of you. So Hmm. then if you moved it into something else as like a coping mechanism, you could accidentally maybe create a whole I would crux, rather just but... put that thought in a pensive and forget about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, right, right. And not split my soul. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Absolutely. Um, um, here's another stuff. line that I want to talk about. But the six horror crux then said Harry a little desperately, how are we supposed to find them? You are forgetting. You have already destroyed one of them and I have destroyed another. You have, said Harry eagerly. Yes, indeed, said Dumbledore. And he raised his blackened, burned-looking hand the ring, Harry, Marvolo's ring, and a terrible curse there was upon it too. Had it not been, forgive me, the lack of seemly of seeming of seemly modesty for my own prodigious skills and for Professor Snape's timely action when I returned to Hogwarts, despite or desperately injured, I might not have lived to tell the tale. However, a withered hand does not seem an unreasonable exchange for a seventh of Voldemort's soul. The ring is no longer a Horcrux. But Dumbledore seems to think the diary and the ring are for sure. But like what happens when it's it's destroyed? Like you see the soul like. Great point. Yeah. Like misting out. Right. Like it's like. (laughs) It's just gone. Yeah. Right. And why does it. Why is there such a terrible curse on it? Why is it. What has happened to Dumbledore's hand? Well Snape had to help him with it. Mm -hmm. It seemed like it backfired Mm. on. Did the Horcrux try and jump into Dumbledore or something. Hmm. And you can jump into a human. Maybe the Nagini n- n- Nagini throws jump me into off. a living thing. So do you think it can jump into a human? Do you think like this the part that was Dumbledore? Ew, is that what what's his name? The professor was? Coral. Yeah, it feels like Horcrux adjacent more than Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. But, but that's why it feels weird. I'm like how much is it an object or could it be a person? This, could you're not going to like what I'm going to say. Say oh, it. Oh, boy. Please. Oh, boy. No, it's about J.K. Rowling. <gasps> Ra- whatever. I don't know how to say her name. She, like, <laughs> how come he was in a host, but then this horror, cra- like, I feel like she just keeps changing what <laughs> she wants to the do. So this, I don't get it. This is kind of what they think happened when, when, Voldemort was destroyed. He wasn't completely destroyed initially with Harry. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. like everyone knew he was going to come back. So he fled and he went to Albania and he lived a half existence in Albania. But that is, I don't even understand what you're saying. Like his soul was like crushed to the point. Like if I like, went, was he actually a being or it was just soul. It was that part of his soul. He wasn't a being yet. He went and like lived among like, you know, rats and all that kind of stuff. Like he said, then the his poor cruxes. I don't get it. They're all over. So wasn't that how he survived? Or you're yeah, saying so this that is, is how he survived. But like he couldn't scratch an existence. Like his soul was just like there. So I don't know if he couldn't like kill himself there to go re reanimate in a new soul. 
but it seemed like he was so weakened and he was like trying to gain strength because he didn't want to destroy that part of that was like the original that was like the og voldemort so when he did that he quirrell stumbled across and he took possession of quirrell's turban head and that was like him trying to rise to power so it was like voldemort was at peak power then he descended into almost nothing but he wasn't nothing yet and then he reascended Mm -hmm. as quirrell 14 years later and then that was part one of who voldemort was when he was destroyed at that moment that was like the original part of voldemort that was destroyed (laughs) and then the diary was destroyed after which he thinks dumbledore thinks is a horcrux he was reanimated in some weird way in the fourth book that you don't know, was he animated by a Horcrux in the fourth book? His bones of his dad? Was that a Horcrux? Well, I was thinking even before that, like his little worm self. And then but that's that what I don't what I can't follow more. anything. So I could have followed it before when he like wasn't a being at all and all the Horcruxes and somehow his soul could come together. Maybe that doesn't even make sense either. Well, I just think we don't understand it enough. You know, it's like yeah. a complicated yeah, yeah, ancient true. magic, you know? <laughs> <laughs> here's here's a side question off of this. Where we do you think answers. the Horcruxes are hidden? Oh, that part didn't sit that right with me. Like, why would he just scatter them about? Like, Dumbledore think, almost made well, it sound like, oh, yeah, there's a diary here and the ring there and whatever. And he like, why would he leave the ring in the ruins of... Yeah, but it had so many the curses of his on the family. house. Okay, true, but that's what made it easy for Dumbledore to find them. Great. So that's a problem. Wait, wait, why did it? Why does is it easy for Dumbledore? To um, find Dumbledore them? said that something I, I forget the line, but basically all of the magic that Voldemort used to protect the Horcrux is what helped Dumbledore he, confirm yeah, that it was there. Of it, yeah. yeah, so he was able to see traces of the magic that was supposed to protect it. So maybe the average wizard wouldn't have been able to do that, but Dumbledore knew what to look for and said, okay, I see some pretty intense spells over here. Um, here's, here's another thing too. What is, what do you think uh, Voldemort's biggest flaw is? He likes showing off his, for sure. Wins. Let's count all of his flaws. He Hmm. likes showing off his wins. hundred percent. He's selfish and untrusting. Mm -hmm. Selfish and untrusting. He likes to be alone. True. Yep. He's a loner and that plays an important role into like even some of the stuff that Dumbledore is saying. You guys mentioned this before. Does he have any friends? Doesn't have real friends. Does fear count as one or is that something different? How do you, how do you think he's fearful? That's a interesting Well, this one. is jumping. I think it was the last chapter that we read, but mm. it was because his own, what made the prophecy come to fruition oh, was right. because of his own fear. Mm, of yeah. the prophecy mm, yeah yeah that's yeah. a great point destroyed, yeah yep so it was like a i don't know what the word is yep i don't know what the word is either but i think that's a great mm. point i was gonna say oxymoron but i don't know <laughs> <laughs> in my head that makes sense um, i can't figure out how to word it but something of course with love um he underestimates because he can't feel love and like bonding and friendship and fellowship and all that he underestimates all of that power in magic and even muggles can experience um so i think he he feels a little bit um it one-sided maybe. yeah like he, he underestimates ancient magic too mm. nice oh okay great point 
his underestimation of certain things. What does Voldemort underestimate? Ancient magic. Love. <laughs> Love. Which is part of it, I guess. Yeah. Right. Do you feel like he underestimates every other wizard in the world? Harry. Yeah, because he's so arrogant. Yeah. He's underestimated Harry uh, what, how many times? Four times now. <laughs> yeah. And Dumbledore himself has said through the memories that one of one thing that Voldemort wants is to feel unique and separate from everyone else. He wants mm. to be head and shoulders above better than everyone else. So he looks down on other people as not intelligent as his as himself, as like lesser than. Mm. So one reason why he like we think the things are hidden in random spots, but how difficult was it for Dumbledore to procure all these memories, to get these memories? It was like a serious task that he was yeah, trying to he's do. Yeah, he trying for a long time. So, And some of them, we're not even sure if they're full, complete memories. Mm-hmm. Voldemort thinks that he... like If Voldemort knew that Dumbledore had these memories, I think information... This is, again, why it's a, such a flex for um, Dumbledore to call him Tom. Because... It's like going back to this. He's like, I know who you are. <laughs> and Voldemort hates that. He mm. wants like his past to be eradicated, but he doesn't think anybody knows what his past is. So he doesn't think anybody knows his mother, his uncle, mm. his father, his grandfather. So he hides this in this little thing and he hides it in a cave because he doesn't think anybody knows what these things are or like where these things are or like anything about his past. Mm-hmm. So to us, we're like, oh, why would he hide it in a shack? But it was like magically protected, but he hid it in a shack because he doesn't think anybody else knows that part about him. Never guessing that I might one day take the trouble to visit the ruin. Exactly. Or that I might be keeping an eye open for traces of magical concealment. Exactly. So what yeah, does he's that underestimating. Even mean? What? Like he can see magical concealment with like a special eye? Hmm. Moody's I eye. guess. Yeah. His mad eye moody. Yeah. And who did he leave the diary with? Uh, Voldemort left it Lucius. with Lucius, who is one of his top Death Eaters. So yeah, it's not necessarily like giving it to anybody. That's true. He left the ring in the in the Gaunt Shack. It was probably magically protected. Where else are Horcruxes hidden? If Nagini mm. is one, he keeps Nagini by his side pretty much at all times. Where else would he hide? I feel like Horcruxes? he wanted to put one in Hogwarts. Do you think he was able to? That would be a good spot. I don't know. If he did, it feels like it's in the room of requirement right now. <laughs> Oof, that's a rough uh, Where's Waldo moment. <laughs> that would be brutal to try to find um, that would be. That's why I was like, did he take over? Because that would be the perfect place to hide them all. We also don't know how it works, but I was <laughs> wondering. Oh, yeah, literally all of them. You literally, that's where Harry is going to hide something. So Yeah. I don't know. To me, I'd be like, you just hide them all there. That's why he wanted in Throw them Hogwarts. all in there. You can't even get to them. Well, I was wondering how big it can be. Could all of Hogwarts be one? Could Peeves be one? Could what you make the? like a building of Horcrux? No, it's getting crazy. I can't process that. <laughs> so you actually think that it could be like a living thing? Um. Well, I don't know if Peeves counts as a living thing, but Nagini, mm-hmm. Nagini does. So or maybe kind of does. I don't know. But maybe Nagini was dead. And Voldemort put part of his soul in there, and that's what Nagini is. Yeah. Um, so we don't really know, but so can Dumbledore's or Dumbledore can Voldemort's soul latch itself onto a living thing? And like the answer to that, I guess, is yes, because it's doing that to Nagini. I, I would say yeah, but we don't really understand it. Like if if the dynamic with Nagini is the same that it was with Quirrell, they can still be separate beings, but you know, sharing the same body potentially. Mm. Um, we don't have a lot of answers. 
Where do you think they're hidden, Danny? Um, I think in order for it to be safe, it would make sense for them to be hidden far and wide. But based on what we've read so far, it would make sense if we have seen the places they're hidden. Mm-hmm. Probably somewhere in England. I don't. We've never left England. I would love to say the tombs in Egypt or somewhere <laughs> far away, but. Um, although up by Durmstrang, if they were up there killing Karkarov, maybe he got too close to something. Do you still think Karkarov's alive? And he's uh, he hasn't Prince. come up again now. <laughs> just like, oh, he might actually just be dead. Oh, well. Um, he just was a cool character. It would have been cool to see him yeah. more. Um, but he's pretty low on my list now just because it's been uh, crickets from him. Um, I feel like one could definitely be at Hogwarts. I wouldn't be surprised if one was at the ministry uh-huh. um, and then somewhere in Diagon Alley, like somewhere we've been early on or maybe like the burrow or something. Um, he I, hit a horcrux at the burrow. I don't know. But I'm just thinking Mr. Weasley for a <laughs> no living. Way. He collects all these <laughs> knickknacks. What if, yeah. And what if he was, he was doing a raid on something. He wow. collects some kind of <laughs> object. He brings it home to study. It doesn't even realize how powerful it is. And then it's just sitting in the burrow. That um, would be incredible. It could, you know, kind of make sense. And they've already <laughs> dropped the hint that he's willing to stretch the rules with like, uh, you know, enchanting the car and stuff like that. So then like, Maybe he brought something home that he thought was cool and harmless. So anyways, that was an idea. <coughs> um, does I don't know. Here's here's another line that we have, too. He seems to have reserved the process of making horcruxes for particularly <coughs> significant deaths. You would certainly, you certainly would have been that. He believed that in killing you, he was destroying the danger the prophecy had outlined. He believed he was making himself invincible. I'm sure that he was intending to make his final horcrux with your death. So... What object did, did he have when he was right with going to kill Harry? <clears throat> we don't know. And that was one of the things you mentioned early on that people would ask JK, what happened to Voldemort's wand? Well, if he had anything on him, we have to say the same thing. What happened to the Horcrux? Or, weird question, could a wand be a Horcrux? Mm. Could... I'm assuming he was wearing clothing at the time. Could a robe be a Horcrux? Could it be a, a robe that was Wait, passed down from some tail, ancient wizard? It was a baby his... crib. The crib. The Horcrux crib. <laughs> yeah, super. The wand. Didn't Wormtail have his wand? Or maybe the Potters mm-hmm. already had something that was ready to be a Horcrux. Something passed down in the line of the Potters. Mm-hmm. And then he knew that whatever that object was, was also going to be with Harry. And we don't know enough about it. Do you have to do the Horcrux maneuver right away? Is this a a, a thirty second timer, Is, or or do you have a day, you know, or an hour? Um, could he then instantly go apparate somewhere else and do do the do a little jig and and get the Horcrux to be somewhere else, or does it all have to be in the same place, same moment, all the, together? Um, I don't know. Or do you have to kill somebody with the object, the Horcrux thing, by like charming it and then having it, the person touches it and dies and mm. right in that moment? I don't know. Um, oh, the other person in the order that he killed a while back, um, um, I looked it up because she was on my character list, Dorcas Meadows. He killed no. her intentionally, um, personally. And I thought, 
I wonder if she was something special. Um, and if a Horcrux was created hmm. in her death or if we've seen any of the deaths, because that would be a good way to figure out what a Horcrux is. If you can track down the people he's killed, you figure out what objects might have been nearby. Um, if the person owned objects, that would be good Horcruxes. Hmm. Um, and then I also thought, is the Horcrux safer or better or more concealed if it is in uh, quote unquote the place it belongs like the ring in the house of the man who owned it you know um is there something that would make more sense at hogwarts that it would just belong there you know you hide the horcrux where the sword of gryffindor is kept um and i'm wondering if there's anything along those lines too interesting yeah it is very curious if where what he had or if he what what he was intending to make as a horcrux with Harry. If he had some object with him. But maybe we'll figure out. Here's here's some more lines for you guys. Yeah, I think so, said Dumbledore. Without his horcruxes, Voldemort will be a mortal man with a maimed and diminished soul. Never forget though. That while his soul may be damaged beyond repair, his brain and his magical powers remain intact. It will take uncommon skill and power to kill a wizard like Voldemort, even without his horcruxes. But I haven't got uncommon skill and power, said Harry, before he could stop himself. Yes, you have, said Dumbledore firmly. You have power that Voldemort has never had. You can... I know, said Harry impatiently. <laughs> I can love... <laughs> It was only with difficulty that he stopped himself adding, big deal. Yes, Harry, you can love, said Dumbledore, who looked as though he knew perfectly well that Harry had just refrained from saying, which, given everything that has happened to you, is a great and remarkable thing. You are still too young to understand how unusual you are, Harry. What is the deeper thing going on there? Why is Harry too young to understand what's going on? Mm. I don't know. That part gets me. Mm. wait can you repeat it one more time like some th that line so he says you are still uh given everything that has happened to you it is a great and remarkable thing that you're able to love you are still too young to understand how unusual you are harry mm. yeah the unusual part i don't get but i think you could get bitter and like angry so he could go to the dark side yeah. like with his parents passing yeah. and wanting revenge and not mm -hmm. caring about anyone else just getting revenge yep and he doesn't do that well, he kind of does actually we'll talk about that line later in the mm -hmm. chapter because they they mentioned like the the prophecy and dumbledore says would you stop hunting him if you knew the prophecy didn't exist and harry's like huh no i would still want to go after him hmm. he said i would want to be the one that finishes him off because here's, here's even some other lines that we have. These are like important ones too. He heard the prophecy and leapt into action with the result that not only that he not only handpicked the man most likely to finish him, he handed him uniquely deadly weapons. But it is essential you understand this, said Dumbledore, standing up and striding about the room, his glittering robe swishing in his wake. Harry had never seen him so agitated. By attempting to kill you, Voldemort singled him, uh, Voldemort himself singled out the remarkable person who sits here in front of me and gave him the tools for the job. It is Voldemort's fault that you were able to see into his thoughts, his ambitions, 
that you even understand the snake-like language in which he gives mm. orders. And yet, Harry, despite your privileged insight into Voldemort's world, which incidentally is a gift any Death Eater would kill to have, you have never been seduced by the Dark Arts. Never, even for a second, shown the slightest desire to become one of Voldemort's followers. How did... What is what is he talking about here? What are these extra like powers? How did mm. Harry get these? Because part of him, part of Voldemort is in Harry. Haven't we? That like connection that you guys talked about? Yeah, which that. I guess you haven't actually, in my mind, it's truth, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe it is. Um, he created his own enemy because he, like we were saying, his faults are that he's narcissistic and a loner. So he just basically created his own enemy. Yeah, seriously. And, and then it's, it's protected yeah. by love because his parents died for him. So mm -hmm. his enemy with powers and then on top of that, all this love, ancient magic that he mm -hmm. wants nothing to do with. It's like, okay, it's created. Hmm. I'm still right. just curious what extra, like did he get Voldemort's capacity to love? What? <laughs> or like more? Be well, because I'm just like, Something about this dynamic, Harry doesn't even understand how special he is. I don't like I, to compared me, to all people. Oh, but to, to me, Voldemort, it seems more of like his parents like dying for him, mm. and the fact that he, like, even Dumbledore said something with the mirror that anyone else would have seen a desire they wanted, but all you wanted to see was your family. Yeah. So, what made and, Harry so pure? What made Harry so good that? I mean, to say pure is kind of funny because he's got tons of flaws, but um, but he's never been seduced by the dark arts, not even for a second. I that's think what Dumbledore says, but but I'm wondering if it, that's because of his parents dying, whatever that like magic that love is. protection actually yeah. is like a part of him. Yeah, that protects him from being tempted by the dark side. Maybe. Yeah, could be. Yeah, I guess that's been like the question that we've had for a long time is like, what is this connection that Voldemort and <laughs> Just Harry that share? one question, that's it. <laughs> you are protected in short by one. your ability to love. You remain pure of heart. But Dumbledore hmm. says it so many times that he's like over it, but it obviously is yeah. something yeah. deeper. Yeah. True. So that's where I like, I think it's a combination of like he has dark magic in him, but he's using it for good. Yeah. And he's mm. protected by ancient magic so it's just a great combo yeah <laughs> what is know. this connection that is the question that we need to figure out hmm. but here are some other lines harry is a horcrux <laughs> <laughs> his scar is a horcrux gotta rip Ooh, it, rip it gotta out rip that skin out <laughs> but then he could end the movie <laughs> with no scar so that'd be good gross <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my gosh could his invisibility cloak be a horcrux because oh maybe that's the object that was passed down from his dad yeah like it was a, an heirloom it's special we thought it was more special than it was now we know there are other invisibility cloaks out there it's not oh, like you mean like when that, he killed that it, special he put it in but there yeah there's a chance it actually was there you know what that's i mean so on that night what about the map the marauder's map yeah, we don't have any idea where that was. So we that do could know. Be. So one thing we do know is that the cloak wasn't 
in the Potter's possession the oh. night that Harry was killed because it was in Dumbledore's because he was looking at it. But, but oh, Voldemort but doesn't he may, know maybe that. Maybe didn't know that, right? Voldemort probably didn't know that, and that object has insane magical powers. It's like no other cloak that has ever mm. existed. Ron knows that. Dumbledore knows that. It's like a different cloak. It's Wait, like, his dad's not like the other ones that are invisible. His dad's the other ones that are invisible. There's a few that we've seen. We actually have, have we seen any other invisibility? I think yeah, only we have. one. I just can't remember. Moody. Moody. He mentioned, he mentioned an, one. Yeah. We didn't see it really. Oh, but no, it was Crouch. Was Crouch it? Jr. That's right. That's what right. He, he was under an invisibility cloak when yeah. he escaped from prison. Good, good. Oh, Jen yeah. is and... recalling the points right <laughs> oh, now. Oh, man. <laughs> At the house because they were, that's how the little elf late girl hid him, too. That's remember mm. the game and everything. He was oh, yeah, out of at course. the game. Right, right at the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. the World Cup. Oh my gosh, I don't so. know why I'm remembering this crap. <laughs> yeah, not crap. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I didn't. It just came out like that. <laughs> um, here are some other lines They're that I want to discuss before we uh, finish this chapter because there's a lot. Um, there's a lot here. So much. I do not think he understands why Harry. But he was in such a hurry to mutilate his own soul, he never paused to understand the incomparable power of a soul that is untarnished and whole. Mm. Just love that line. Harry watched Dumbledore striding. <laughs> I love that you guys were in sync right there. Hmm. You guys are so cute. <laughs> <laughs> Harry watched Dumbledore striding up and down in front of him and thought, uh, I think I copied this down wrong. Hold on. Uh, Harry watched Dumbledore striding up and down in front of him and thought he thought of his mother, his yeah. father, and Sirius. He thought of Cedric Diggory. He thought of all the terrible deeds he knew Lord Voldemort had done. A flame seemed to leap inside his chest, searing his throat. Keep going, Danny. Keep going. Ah, yes. I'd want him finished, said Harry quietly, and I'd want to do it. Of course you would, cried Dumbledore. You see, the prophecy does not mean you have to do anything, but the prophecy caused Lord Voldemort to mark you as his equal. In other words, you are free to choose your way, quite free to turn your back on the prophecy. But Voldemort continues to set stone, st set store by the prophecy. He will continue to hunt you, which makes it certain, really, that one of us is going to end up killing each other, said Harry. Yes keep going Danny There's, it just gets better and better I'm sorry <laughs> but he understood at last what Dumbledore had been trying to tell him it was he thought the difference between being dragged into the arena to face a battle to the death and walking into the arena with your head held high some people perhaps would say that there was little to choose between the two ways but Dumbledore knew and so do I thought Harry with a rush of fierce pride and so did my parents that there was all the difference in the world mm-hmm Hmm. There's all the difference in the world between those two things, between being forced into the arena and going in with your head held high. So true. What do you guys, any other thoughts on this chapter before we go to the next one? It was just a, a very poetic way to end it. Yeah. Because I think those are the thoughts we're kind of thinking, wait, are prophecies true or are they not? Is it going to happen? Does one of them have to kill? Like, does it even matter? And then this was like a good distinction. And I love that Harry is like, getting fierce you know he was uh he was feeling it it was good i know it's so good it's one of the one of my favorite lines in the whole series that one just like harry coming to this realization he just has like an epiphany at this moment mm. and he knows that he would still hunt him even if 
like he didn't have to kill any of these other, other horcruxes mm-hmm. or anything like that. It, it, it's Harry. This is his battle. If the prophecy didn't exist, he would still go after him because what he did to his parents. Mm-hmm. We'll keep talking about stuff in this chapter because this is going to keep coming up over and over and over and over again. I'm going to keep asking you really guys annoying questions about what are horcruxes, <laughs> where are they? Mm-hmm. We'll keep Woo. talking about that one. But let's go on to chapter 24, well, Second Semper. You out of me, I guess. You asked enough times. <laughs> <laughs> and I got it right. I know. You nailed it. Um, okay, give me a summary of Sectum Sempra. Um, Kristen, do you have this one? I don't think I wrote anything yeah, down. I wrote a lot. Oh, excellent. <laughs> <laughs> um, Ginny and Dean are split up. So Harry wants to ask her out, but is afraid Ron won't like it. Harry finds Malfoy in the bathroom and they start dueling and Harry uses Sectum, sectum Sempra. Mm-hmm. Snape saves Malfoy, but becomes suspicious of how Harry knew that dark spell and gives Harry detention, which falls on the morning of the Quidditch match. Gryffindor wins the match and Harry kisses Ginny. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, okay. Back to Horcruxes. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we got so far. <laughs> Why isn't Dumbledore just doing all of this himself? Weird question, maybe. But why does he rope Harry into this whole thing? He's out hunting Horcruxes. Dumbledore is the greatest wizard mm. in the entire world. Why does he rope Harry into this? Preparing him for something. Yeah. Teaching him his ways. Maybe he thinks he's not going to make it. Who, Dumbledore? I don't know. And he wants Harry to be ready for whatever. Just a backup plan. I'm afraid your theory of Harry being somehow a Horcrux is a thing. And that uh, (laughs) Harry, like in the end, imagine it was, then Harry would be the only person who could deal with it. Like something, I feel like the end has to be that. Or maybe Dumbledore just knows the prophecy. Like in the end, it's going to be just Harry and just Voldemort fighting hmm. so all of this information ha- will yeah whether it's information or again i'm even thinking um the wand thing like if a wand is with someone for a long time do, do you bond with that wand if a wand has beaten someone before then is it more powerful the next time um if harry uses his own wand to destroy some horcruxes does that make it more powerful against Voldemort in the future like I don't think this is just mm. Dumbledore being like, yeah, it's cool. Field trip time. Like this, is, this serves a, a greater purpose. We just don't know what it is. So but I'm also thinking Harry and Voldemort's wand have the same Phoenix feather. Yep. Yep. And then we, we were discussing, does that make Harry's wand more powerful? Or next time? I don't know. Oh yeah. Cause the pat we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Like that power oh, dynamic. Gosh, that and, was a long <laughs> um, and so if Voldemort's trying to, upgrade his own wand somehow you know he's like cool i'm gonna go out and kill a bunch of people to make my wand you know feel good again it's had a a losing streak but we're gonna we're gonna win some battles with this wand (laughs) then harry might be doing the same thing destroying some horcruxes doing some other stuff with his wand kind of like you know beefing those stats up before you go to battle again (laughs) because again they've battled a bunch of times and harry keeps winning so i feel like this might be a way dumbledore can either be training Harry just practically to be better at like high pressure situations or uh, very intentionally specifically. Also with the Horcrux, like what if Voldemort had collected back all his Horcruxes? Does that give him more power? Maybe. 
But then they'd all be in one place. Yeah. So then you could like, what what's safer, spread out or all together? I don't Wait, know. Oh, that's a that's actually a really interesting question. What is the when you split your soul by murdering someone? What? How do you make your soul whole again? I don't know. Can you? Collecting all of them and pouring them in a jar and then <laughs> drinking it. Yeah, another potion and stir yeah. them around. The, uh, so that's a magical way to do things, for sure. Is oh, there is like, there an unmagical way? Is there an way? unmagical way to make your soul whole and... You just complete. crunch those things, like uh, eat those rocks, um, munch them. You em. wear everything. Oh, giant necklace, some clinging and clanging little... Uh, <laughs> how could you do it? You crack them? Something... Wait, what are they again? Like, let's you even take... melt these things down. So far, they're all, like, precious metals, yeah. right? <laughs> melt them down, make them And then what? Like, <laughs> with some, some boots? Yeah. Um, <laughs> like, chain mail out of all melted down stuff? <laughs> Heavy metal boots the rest of your life. Think about it in non-magical ways at, at like period. If someone murdered someone, how would you go about is there is there any possible way to make your soul complete after you've killed someone? You well, give was, birth to someone. <laughs> Whoa, that completes you, huh? I don't know. You're no, it could be you give birth to a soul, Voldemort's yeah, to give birth. Take a soul, give really a soul. That, Take a penny, leave a penny. Um Bell I was going to say you can make amends, Baltimore. but Baltimore wouldn't do that. What? You create a baby? <laughs> you can Not make me. amends. How would you make amends? Voldemort Him and Bellatrix. And Bellatrix. <laughs> um, yeah, but Voldemort's not going to go <laughs> ask for forgiveness. <laughs> That's how he gets it back. Oof. You <laughs> can't be, be a full soul. You can pass it on. Kid. Um, that should not be born. Disgusting. Just keep that in the back of your mind. That's like an interesting question yeah. to think through. If Voldemort can actually have his the pieces of his soul, like, do you think a redemption arc for Voldemort would be possible? Nah, would, really, he's too far gone. Like, he's hey, too far. I couldn't. What? His the soul Malfoy could not become intact. Those tears that got me a little bit. <laughs> I know. I was like, uh, let's talk about those. Actually. And then I think Harry went too far. So like, Oof. I was like, Voldemort, no redemption. But even Lucius, a little bit. This chapter, yeah. I was a little like. Man, he he was in a tough spot. I know. I'm not even so sure he wanted to be uh, evil after all this. So this was we don't one like of the lines him, of course, that we get but... with Draco. No one can help me, said Malfoy. His whole body was shaking. I can't do it. I can't. It won't work. And unless I do it soon, he says he'll kill me. And Harry realized, with a shock so huge it seemed to root him to the spot, that Malfoy was crying. Actually crying. Tears streaming down his pale face into the grimy basin. Malfoy gasped and gulped and then with a great shudder looked up into the crack mirror and saw Harry staring at him over his shoulder. Is it shocking to see Draco in this state? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't find it that shocking. I think I just felt for him. Hmm. Because like it he almost has makes a lot sense. of pressure on him, it seemed True. like. And he kept, he wasn't looking healthy or good. Mm -hmm. Snape kept checking in with him and then he would have like temper tantrums or outbursts with Snape for questioning his ways of doing things. Right. So I feel like the stress and then now it's like just breaking down like I can't do it anymore, which is kind of sad. Yeah. Yeah. Like his his mind can't take the stress of that. So he just has an emotional breakdown. 
Which one of us hasn't been there, you know? Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's my next question. What was your last emotional breakdown? I was just kidding. Uh, <laughs> <Brace> last. <back. laughs> oh, nice. Last night. Last week. How many would you want? To oh, yeah. my. <laughs> and beme- like females often. versus males is going to be a little different, I think. Yep. But what is, what is Draco talking about here? What can he do? And who's going to kill him? All the stuff that he's talking about. Voldemort is going to kill him. He can't kill Harry. And that's that. Mm. Or Dumbledore. Or he can't open some thing. Oh, I'm not but sure. if his goal... Okay, so this is maybe a wild point. If his goal is killing Harry, he could do it right here, right now, with I, Nevada Cadavera, rather than Crucio. Why wouldn't he use that? So is his goal actually to kill Harry? I don't think he could do any of them. Mm. Yeah, maybe. I For some reason, I think Crucio might be the easiest of them. Yeah. It might take a little less malice. But now I'm starting to think oh, Voldemort needs to kill Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was trying to do the killing one. No. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was, he was uh, just torturing, torturing him. him. But maybe he did just want to torture him and capture him, bring him to Voldemort because Voldemort... Never made his Maybe final. Maybe he wants him wants alive. Though. Yeah, he just wants true. him yeah. captured. Yeah, it's a great point. I'll go with that. But this is where you get this insane line. There was a loud bang. The bin behind Harry exploded. Harry attempted a leg locker curse that backfired off the wall behind Malfoy's ear and smashed the cistern beneath Moaning Myrtle, who screamed loudly. Water poured everywhere, and Harry slipped over as Malfoy uh, slipped over. Malfoy, his face contorted, cried, Cruci Sectum Sempra, bellowed Harry from the floor, waving his wand wildly. What do you think of, yeah, so you don't actually think that Draco could have used the Cruciatus curse. You don't think it would have worked. Does he have enough hate in his heart? That's a really, really great question. Is his soul actually... That's what mm, part really of me intact? thought he was crying because he can't mm. actually do any of these curses that he wants to do. Maybe he's practicing. Hmm. Maybe. And maybe he's he's having a hard time doing what he needs to do. Like maybe he actually has had opportunities to do it already. Yeah, but like he can't like consciously like. Yeah. Um, Also, whatever. What bathroom led to the Chamber of Secrets? And is this that bathroom? I don't think it's the same bathroom. No. Okay, cool. Because I I didn't think so either. But then I was just like, again, trying to wonder what Malfoy's up to. I'm like, is there... Any chance this is chamber related? Because again, with the diary, with the other stuff, I'm like, that is funny though. It just feels weird. It was a girl's Another bathroom, bathroom and Myrtle's around yeah. again. I'm and like, this is- mm. <laughs> what? But girls' bathrooms and guys' bathrooms are right next to each other. <laughs> so I'm suspicious. <laughs> uh, you guys, I was dying at the podcast last time when we were talking about some of this kind of stuff. <laughs> Jen goes, maybe. He's going into the uh, bathroom with these girls and sucking out their souls or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was one of the funniest moments. I laughed so hard when I was editing this podcast on it for it. Oh my gosh. Uh, you're Classic. welcome. <laughs> um, here is another one. Another, here's like some just interesting lines as well. The door banged behind Harry and he looked up, terrified. Snape had burst into his room, his face livid. Pushing Harry roughly aside, he knelt over Malfoy, drew his wand, and traced it over a deep wound, over the deep wounds Harry's curse had made, muttering an incantation that sounded almost like a song. 
The flow of blood seemed to ease. Snape wiped the residue from Malfoy's face and repeated his spell. Now the wounds seemed to be knitting. I just realized the only reason Snape appears because he's feeling the same thing, right? Aren't they attached? What the? Malfoy and Snape? So, yeah. Oh, boy. Possibly. So that's a that's another fascinating question. Do, does <laughs> The way you froze, I was like, what? <laughs> does the unbreakable vow connect you with a person mentally, physically? Does it give you the same emotions? I thought it as was physically, but maybe I was wrong. Or is it only just the task that if you don't complete the task, the other person dies? So you have no connection emotionally. <laughs> I don't. No, I mean, it's a good point because he was right there. Didn't yeah. he just appear out of nowhere? I mean, it seems like it. Like, whether he was, it was some big old connection, like, on a deep level through the Unbreakable Vow or through something Snape did since then, or Snape is just following Malfoy to keep an eye on him or, you know, using magic to listen through the walls or has his own little Marauder's Map and he's just kind of tracking Malfoy because the success of Malfoy is whether or not Snape lives. Mm -hmm. Um, So it makes sense that he'd keep him close by um, because if Harry just killed Malfoy here, Snape would die, right? Yeah. So pretty intense. Yep. Um, Snape's life was... Draco would die. No, no, but if Draco died though, Snape, because of the unbreakable vow, he would have broken his vow and died. So maybe the connection's not there, but he's always watching over Draco. He's next to him, Mm. like hiding in the shadows. And he knows Draco's doing something dangerous too, like because of whatever Voldemort asked him. So I feel like he's keeping a pretty good eye on Draco just because uh, lives are at stake. Yeah. His own. But either way, he was there quick. There's an interesting thing to note too here. Is Snape a... Un, is he like a incredible healer? He seemed to have healed Dumbledore's hand. Oh yeah, and that's then he true. heals Draco of this insane spell that no one really has mm. ever seen before. And he kind of knew it too. Yeah, he's like, it's oh, this bizarre. is like dark magic. Yeah, and that's what made me think that, yeah. it's something like. Voldemort taught some of his peeps uh, yeah. leaning towards Voldemort being the half-blood prince at the moment mm. but like it just felt strange that Snape didn't freak out too much he was like this is dark stuff Potter like it, it just felt like he was in he was kind of calm but he didn't immediately say like it, he didn't freak out in a way like oh you must have read something from Voldemort you know like it just felt weird like Snape treated it kind of casual yeah so I was like, maybe the spell isn't like invented like I thought it was. Maybe the Half-Blood Prince was just taking notes in his book while someone was telling him a story. Yeah. Or and he's she. like, he was in a different class. Or she, if it was. Could be uh, Eileen what's her name? Prince. Eileen yeah, Eileen Prince. Eileen Prince. Eileen Prince. <laughs> it's possible. Eileen it's possible. Yeah, there's a possibility there. <laughs> what? I said Eileen Prince. <laughs> I didn't. There you go. So funny. This is when Harry goes to hide his book. He gasped. Despite his haste, his panic, his fear of what awaited him back in the bathroom, he could not help but be over, overawed by what he was looking at. He was standing in a room the size of a large cathedral, whose high windows were sending shafts of light down upon what looked like a city with towering walls, built of what Harry knew must be objects hidden by generations of Hogwarts inhabitants. There were alleyways and roads boarded 
uh, bordered by teetering piles of broken and damaged furniture, stowed away perhaps to hide the evidence of mishandling magic, or else hidden by castle-proud house elves. They were There were thousands and thousands of books, no doubt banned or uh, graffiti, no doubt banned or graffiti or stolen. There were winged catapults and franged frisbees, some still with enough life in them to hover half-heartedly over the mountains of other forbidden items. There were chip bottles of congealed potions, hats, jewels, cloaks. There was what looked like dragonelle shells, corked bottles whose contents still shimmered evilly. And several, several rustling swords with heavy blood-stained axe, with a blood-stained axe. This is the, the description of this little section of the room of requirement. So what do you guys think of this room? Pretty cool. I want to dig around. Yeah, and where's no, that dragon, right? by the way? Yeah. <laughs> dragon shells. And where's I'm the like, dragon? there must literally be a dragon in this room, right? And it literally could have lived its whole life and died. And just, you'll, he'll find a whole skeleton of a dragon in this thing. Um, Danny, I feel like you have a room of requirement like honestly, that. Honestly, if I'm not careful, my house becomes a room of requirement <laughs> like this. <laughs> all my storage units, I get in there and I'm just like, there are all these gems. They're so great. Sorry, Jen. <laughs> no, I'm getting better. I'm getting rid of all the stuff. I don't want to be a hoarder. But uh, yeah, I find a value in hidden treasures. And this room's full of them. Yeah. This is so where. Could Harry... any of these be Horcruxes, Jen? I don't know, Danny. Well, you mentioned that there could be a Horcrux hidden in here. That'd be a good spot. I said it would be a cool spot for. Well, yeah, for Voldemort. Because yeah. it but the thing is, is, doesn't the room change every time? Like it's different for every person or is it actually a room that just changes the look of it? I mean, mm. so it, every time a Hogwarts students goes in front of it saying, I need a place to hide a something, an object, this specific room pops up. It doesn't change for every, every person. This room hop, pops up where they go and they hide something in it and they leave. So there's all the Hogwarts students. This is like the room where they hide things. It all looks the same. Yeah. But I was just saying if it, the ones that change were like yeah. you need something. But if they need something else, if they need the bathroom, like Dumbledore needed the bathroom or the Dumbledore's army, their, their little thing. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like Voldemort, if he were to hide his horror right. in his own room, not hiding it there. Oh, like it, it yeah. could potentially be another room. Like his I own room that no one could right, ever right. enter. Yeah, because, because he thinks he's unique and he wants yeah. to like hide in. Yeah. Yeah, it's possible. He could have his own little private quarters. <laughs> but this is where Harry hides the book, which is one of his most valuable objects. So Harry hurried forward into one of the many alleyways between all his all this hidden treasure. He turned right past an enormous stuffed troll. Is that stuffed troll a horcrux? Ran onto the short way. <laughs> Everything now. Ran on a short way, took a left at a broken vanishing cabinet in which Montague had got lost the previous year. We just talked about that. Finally, pausing beside a large cupboard, which seemed to have oh, an acid yeah. have acid thrown at its blistered surface, he opened one of the cupboard's creaking doors. It had already been used as a hiding place for something in a cage that had long since died. Its skeleton had five legs. He stuffed the Half-Blood Prince book behind the cage and slammed the door. He paused for a moment, his heart thumping horribly. Gazing around at the clutter, would he be able to find his spot again? Amidst all this junk, seizing the chipped bust of an old, ugly warlock from on top of a nearby crate, he stood on the cupboard where the book was now hidden, perched the dusty old wing and a tarnished tiara on the statue's head to make it more distinctive, then sprinted back through the alleyway of the hidden junk as fast as he can go, back to the door, 
back out to the corridor where he slammed the door behind him and turned at once back into stone. This question is mainly for Danny. What is the coolest thing that you ever found? <laughs> that I ever found? <laughs> yeah. Um, what the heck? We could have cool stuff. <laughs> All right, good. Danny's the hoarder of the group. I was so. going to say, I, I, I <laughs> peek in great. dumpsters when I walk by them sometimes because you never <laughs> yeah. know. I still remember you um, found dumb, like some <laughs> gems in some dumpsters. You went on some a, real yeah. gems. Sometimes I even feel bad because I was in a dumpster one time. I remember I couldn't even drive. I was must have been like fourteen or fifteen, <laughs> and uh, and then it so was casually. in this like some townhomes, <laughs> and then uh, these guys come out of their house. It was like a husband and wife. And they like just see me with my friend Tyler, like heads out of a dumpster. They're like, oh, you guys finding good stuff in there? That's all my sons. He went off to college, whatever, whatever. <laughs> and like, that's why it's so awesome. We found an Xbox and a GameCube, endless like uh, sports cards. Um, but I was having a fun time today packing up for my Etsy shop um, some World War II stuff. Mm -hmm. So I just love that because there's the history to it. Um, so I loved, um, there was a, a guy's military locker, like when he served in the military, yeah. it, he had his whole foot locker there and it was all of his military stuff. So that whole thing was amazing to me because um, it was like his uh, knife and he made some custom things on it and it had a little knife and then you could tell it's been used, you know, yeah. like heavy use and then his whole uniform, all of his badges and just all this really old stuff. I love that more than the things that have high value yeah, yeah, but sure. i also love opening a jewelry box and finding you know hundreds of dollars worth of gold because <laughs> uh, that actually happened in the same unit this is the recipe wow. for a hoarder you like sentimental yep. value and you find sentimental value in everything yep but the good part about finding uh <laughs> doing storage units it's yeah. like the room of requirement it's like you open up this unit and it's all the stuff that i'm like well i just yeah. paid 25 bucks for a whole storage yeah. unit but then i realized in the end we all die and our stuff ends in units and in the end no matter what you collect you think it's going to be worth something and then your kids sell it for dirt cheap because yeah. they don't see the same value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, like nothing really holds value. Yeah. Everyone just thinks it is. So if you want to collect something, make sure it's something you actually care about. Mm -hmm. It's going to be like a toy or whatever, hash trucks. It's Beanie not going to go up in value. Just yeah. play with it. You know, yeah. like have fun. Take it out of the so box. I think doing storage unit stuff has uh, helped me get rid of my hoarding tendencies. Nice. I love that. Because I'm like, ah, dust to dust. You know, it all ends up uh, eventually in the same place. John. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying to uh, absorb John's you. minimalist ways. <laughs> yes. No sentimental value about anything. Once we Jen, we're in trouble, stuff. though. We are in trouble. Um, no, not even about that. The Horcruxes. <laughs> there are a lot of things in here that could be Horcruxes. <laughs> 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 you That's a separate this whole issue. Whole thing. <laughs> All right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Wait, Jen. hold on. They have to answer what they. Oh what's yeah, the, yeah. What most? That's the coolest object that you guys have. No, found? you only want. Danny answer. <laughs> yeah. He's a hoarder, but I want your guys' answer too if you have any. That I found? Yeah, like any only find any like cool object or anything like that. Ugh, these are such random questions. I don't know. Do you have I found 20 bucks? I was gonna, I was gonna <laughs> say like money, maybe. <laughs> and I that's, left that's a it. Great day. That's always amazing. No, I left it because I was like, it's not mine. Oh, you're no. better than me. Oh, <laughs> you're so I was, I was young. Money? Yeah. Oh, I know. I didn't so know you were hearted. I'd want shopping yeah. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> a blessing yeah. from the Lord. No thanks. I'll keep walking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know. I'll never forget it. That is funny. So funny. But the no, next I'll person was next week. thankful that you left it. I'm sure. Yeah. 
I'm I like sure. archaeological things. So one time I was in like a little dig site in the Middle East and I found this uh, <laughs> okay. classic John classic <laughs> and this like a little Indiana Jones stuff. I was we were like looking for obviously like clay pottery and stuff like that. And I was with a group and one person in our group found almost a fully intact um, handle on a clay pot jar that was probably like two to three thousand years old. It was unbelievable. The guy dated it really old. And then the best found that I had that week was um, I found this uh, part of a clay pot that had um, writing on it and that had, oh. that was like painted and the paint still was there. And it was probably like the guy was like, it's probably like a Byzantine relic. It's probably like not a relic. It's probably like Byzantine era, which is like 1500 years old. Oh, oh that is God. awesome. Cool, yeah. And it had writing on it. Yeah. Yeah. That's so great. Is this an elective class or something? Like <laughs> it was, yeah. That's crazy. John's Indiana Jones yeah. in training. Cool. I was just thinking this has no value at all. But going down the shore <clears throat> and hunting for shells. Oh yeah, that is really fun. Yeah. Gives me so much joy yeah, and seriously. finding a perfect intact that shell. That is a great the example. Fan shells yeah. or a little twirly shell we used to call them. Mm-hmm. If that's the best. true, yeah. Yeah, that yeah. does feel good. Hunting shells is a, like a fun thing. Oh my gosh, I could do that for hours. Just going to the beach and like looking for stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I'm into that. It's so fun. All right, Danny, now you can talk. Jen found, unless you found something better than 20 bucks. Uh, that is pretty great, but you left it, so. <laughs> or what about like great. people's wallets or something? <laughs> yeah. You can go like return it to them. That's fun. No, 20 bucks. That was, that was what I found. <laughs> <laughs> or I found, nah. <laughs> yeah nice nothing that exciting obviously mm. it's not sticking do you yep here's a, just an, another note do you think that that Voldemort would be so dumb to hide an object in this room maybe not dumb maybe in dumb this is the wrong room word. in this room right here there's a you know what in this room <laughs> a little dumb but yeah. also a little would, smart. A little smart. It would hide in things. But <laughs> if he's going to hide it somewhere, wouldn't um, Borgen and Burks be yeah. better yeah. than this? But this is more magically hidden. Can you really trust Borgen and Burke or their ancestors? Well, Voldemort was able to get an interview in Hogwarts. So on his way out, could he have done something? Oof. Or are they and escorted Dumbledore's out? Dumbledore's. Maybe he was escorted. I forget what. Office is up there, too. Was he yeah. escorted out? It made it sound like something. It seemed like it. Yeah, that's kind of the vibe that you get a little bit. Hmm. Unless he just like had free reign of something. Or while he was in there with Dumbledore. But Dumbledore picks up on everything, it seems. Um, Hmm. I'm going to keep us moving because we're. We still have a little bit. Um, Um, The bloodstained axe. The tiara, the bust. Those right. are my he top subjects. To All right, we're gonna on. move on. Cool. <laughs> just kidding. Danny's like, the, just his top subject is a blood stain axe because it has blood on it. <laughs> it's got blood. Who's blood? Yeah. Can we? Oh my gosh, your Instagram post was great. Oh uh, yeah. My person sent me that. That was. It's so a real funny. job. I love that. So that was like actually real. It was not. Yeah. It wasn't. Um. It's great. Yep. Is that um, so cool? They didn't stick. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. sticker. They just. Yeah. Uh, taped the sticker up for the picture, yeah. I think. Yeah. But that's so cool. But it's, yeah, it was great. It was, that's yeah. awesome. We all, uh, this is a side note for anybody listening to. We just had our first really cool encounter where oh. someone recognized us in real life. Where? Oh, yeah. If I get your name wrong, I'm sorry. I'm pretty sure her name was Erin. I went through Starbucks <laughs> and I gave her, she was so the sweetest ridiculous. person. And I gave her some 
bookmarks and I was like do you like Harry Potter and she was like yeah and then she's looking at them I was like my friends and I are doing this podcast and she goes no way are you Harry Potter and the first time readers and I was like you that know is the podcast thing ever. we both kind of geeked out on like both ends so <laughs> the first really time I love that it was like, really cool and well, now so it's funny. a competition I know no, wow. I'm <laughs> I said now it's a competition it's everything's yeah. a competition I'm kidding, yeah. I'm kidding. that was awesome not happening yeah. to me <laughs> <laughs> um, here's another line because um, I want to keep us moving this is a funnier one one by one, Snape extracted Harry's books and examined them. Finally, the only book left was the potions book, which he looked over very carefully before speaking. This is your copy of advanced potion making, is it, Potter? <laughs> yes, said Harry, still breathing hard. You're quite sure of that, are you, Potter? Yes, said Harry, with a touch more defiance. This cop, this is the copy of advanced potion making that you purged from Flourish and Blots. Yes, said Harry firmly. Then why, asked Snape, does it have the name Runel Waslib written on the front cover? <laughs> Harry's heart missed a beat. That's my nickname, he said. Your nickname, repeated Snape. Yeah, that's what my friends call me, said <laughs> Harry. I understand what a nickname is, said <laughs> Snape. The cold black eyes were boring once more into Harry's. He tried not to look into them. Close your mind, close your mind, but he had never learned how to do it properly. Do you know what? I think, Potter, uh, said Snape very quietly, I think you are a liar and a cheat. And that you deserve attention with me every Saturday until the end of the term. What do you think, Potter? I I don't agree, sir, said Harry, still refusing to look into Snape's eyes. <laughs> do you think this is a good punishment for him? A good punishment. Seems fair. Because Harry almost killed It Draco. seems merciful, to be honest. <laughs> McGonagall said he deserves yeah. worse. Yeah. So he should be uh, thanking his lucky stars for this one. Yeah. Did this seem fair to you? Yeah, but I thought it was funny that he didn't think of the name on the book, how everyone fills out your name. Here, trade books with me. And it didn't even cross his mind. <laughs> he didn't even attempt to spell on it or anything. Yeah. Yep. Um, I thought he had the other book. Oh, no, he gave it back. Never mind. Yeah, he gave and it back. I thought he would just swap with Ron. He didn't I have know, to go right? put it in the room. He could have yeah. just swapped and been like, you hold mine, I'll hold yours. Yay. Yeah. And then he wouldn't have to go back to find it. So that felt a little weird. But Yeah, that was a little strange. It was maybe a backup plan. He was thinking ahead in case Snape yeah. came to do another another check. But. but then we have this. Harry looked around. There was Ginny running toward him. She had a hard, blazing look in her face as she threw her arms around him. <laughs> and without thinking, without planning it, without worrying about the fact that 50 people were watching, Harry kissed her. The creature in his chest roared in triumph. Harry <laughs> grinned down at Ginny, gestured wordlessly out of the portrait hole. A long walk in the ground seemed uh, indicated, during which, if they had time, they might discuss the match. <laughs> Love at last between Ginny so and So good. Harry. What do you think of them? I like it. Mm. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty good. I feel like they work, together, work well together. She gives it to him. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> what a weird yep. choice of words there. <laughs> it's getting late. We got to speed through this next Woo! chapter. <laughs> All right, chapter 25, the seer overheard. Quick <laughs> quick summary of the seer overheard. This is a shorter chapter too, so. I don't know what you have, Kristen, but lot. this is just the chapter where uh, Harry finds out that Snape overheard the prophecy and he's the one who told Voldemort. But I'm missing the finer details, Kristen. What else is in here? That's fine. I just... <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, because I was so focused on that. I don't know how much I mean, else that's basically, was going on. It, but. Well, Trelawney. Because, yeah, I was going to say he stumbles across Trelawney and that's how she he finds out. Because mm-hmm. she's just talking like she usually does. Oh, yeah. And Gryffindor <laughs> won Quidditch in the last one. Um, oh, and then this chapter ends with Dumbledore and yeah. Harry together going off to yeah. the cave. Yeah. The one that Voldemort... Um, attack those kids back when he was a kid in mm-hmm. so um this chapter opens up harry found himself newly uh hold on sorry harry found himself newly and happily impervious to gossip over the next few weeks after all it had made very nice change to be talked about because of something that was making him happier than he could remember being for a very long time rather than because he had been involved in horrific scenes of dark magic um, what's the happiest you guys have been in recent memory? Hmm. It's sad that I really need to think about <laughs> yeah. it. I thought he would say something really quick. <laughs> I was just thinking of more of how to word it. Cause I was yeah. thinking of the most valuable thing that's I've ever come across this one. Oh, and, uh, so getting engaged was of course very happy. Um, but all the wedding planning, that sounds like a long time ago now, but it was only three months ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now we're prepping my house. So that's really fun. So I think there have been a lot of happy moments in there. But even like just in general, I feel like the uh, the status quo has been raised yeah. to a happier place. Yeah. So it's uh, I love it's that. Good. The happiest one was when I said yes to your date. Yeah, that was good, too. <laughs> it's <laughs> yep. just been going uphill since then. Yep. <laughs> Yes again. I love that when I was like, when was the last time you guys had a mental breakdown? We're like, last week, (laughs) yesterday. (laughs) We're like, what's the happiest moment? Ah, so tough. Describes my life. (laughs) (laughs) What happens when you get 30 people? So many happy moments. (laughs) Yeah. It's hard to choose. (laughs) I don't know. We can keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna say I'm gonna one. Okay, maybe not like like there's I have moments I'm I'm not like the happiest person in the world. <laughs> like I like talking about Harry Potter that makes me happy. But moments that fill me up with joy that are like when I can cast my Patronus, you know, are like when I'm like Friday nights when I go over my brothers and my That's niece runs saying. over to me mm. and my nephews run over to me and they give me a big hug, you know. That makes me unbelievably happy. Mm-hmm. Um so like hanging out with them, my family, that kind of stuff makes me happy. Yeah. So Ditto. sentimental. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sentimental, I didn't even but not anything. So. <laughs> what? I didn't even say anything <laughs> for this whole thing. Oh. For your oh she was saying ditto to me. No, to yeah, I, no, yeah. I, I know it was ditto. And then we're oh. like moving on. I'm like, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> oh, I thought you said yours. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. <laughs> on, you guys. Said, when you said yes. <laughs> what? Oh, that was, you were saying She about was saying him? that's what mine was. <laughs> oh, I thought that was yours. <laughs> sorry. Why are you sorry? It's fine. Because I said, I'm like, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like thinking What's of all yours? the food I ate. I'm like, oh, this one burger was so good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, someone said this. I'm guessing John's answer is friends agreeing for the podcast. That was a great time when you guys agreed <laughs> for the podcast. We were at that uh, cidery and we were talking. That was one of the, my 
favorite memories in a long time when we were at uh, oh, that wait, cidery. Oh, that yeah. We all went down together and we were geeking out about it because you guys were yep. halfway through the first book. And that I was, was awesome. ecstatic. Was and so we hadn't rec- I don't think we had recorded I yet. Don't think we were so keeping either. it a secret from Yeah, we everyone. were just yeah. about yeah, to like yeah. really hammer down the recordings. And my heart was so giddy. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. It's happening. I know. That's so funny. Uh, Wait, so what's your happy moment? Um, no, it's the same. It's and ditto. Wait, what was it the other day? Somebody else asked us this question. I don't know. Oh, your nephew. I said it. And then you said, hey, don't steal my answer. So now's your <laughs> chance to say it. And I accidentally stole it again. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, when John was saying, I was like, it is so fun. You're so happy when like nieces and nephews are like yeah. the things they say. Mm. Two and a half year old just like saying the darnest things yeah, it's so, so funny yep so yeah that too so, <laughs> yeah, my little knees made me pretty happy today i'm just yeah. in a mood <laughs> <laughs> she was so Fair. cute in the picture Moving on. i know i thought she was nasty eight ball says the happiest day of my life was the day before i was born things went downhill from there <laughs> <laughs> oh honey what? come on we're all together we're reading harry potter can't get better than this come on this is classic <laughs> Uh, could Hermione be right about Eileen Price? Prince Price. <laughs> you know what? She could be right. I like the things she's saying. I don't think so. But who is Eileen Price again? Prince. Prince. What the heck? Thanks. We don't know. She was captain of the Gobstones Club. What is that? <laughs> if you play the video game, you'd know. Yeah, I was going to say, like, this literally hasn't come up at all. I didn't even know if it was a real yeah. thing. And it came up here and I was like, oh, and even in the video game, I don't really know what they are. Yeah. They're just these things you can collect. I viewed them as a mix between marbles and Pokemon cards. A little bit yeah. of a game you play, but also a thing you can collect and trade, maybe. Um, but they also are magical. So I uh, am not really sure. That is so random. Like, why would she think that she's just looking for a name prince and a female? Yeah, yeah it just it, came up. it's the equivalent of Googling. But in the library, she's just yeah, looking for anything longer. that says prince and she found something. Yeah. So, hey, it's not bad. I thought it was going to be Bellatrix or something, too. And wait, did she say how long ago? Yellowed pages. Hmm. Interesting. You thought it was going to be Bellatrix? Yeah. Did she go to Hogwarts? Interesting. Interesting. Lestrange did. Yeah. Her hubby. And maybe her that's did, not yeah. her name. Maybe that was her maiden name. That's where they met. Maybe, maybe that she was, went that to was her half-blood name, no. and then she changed it so she could be pure blood feeling. Hmm. And could... Eileen be anyone's mom? No, can't be Voldemort's mom. <laughs> Could it be anybody her. else's mom? Dumbledore's mom? Karkarov, <laughs> if he went to Hogwarts. You still think mom. he's alive? Nah, not really. <laughs> not anymore. I haven't lost all hope, but every week we don't hear a, a reference to him. He the goes. likelihood goes down. So... Um, right after this, Harry gets a note to go to the headmaster's office and that's what he does. And this is one of the lines that we get on his way when he meets none other than Sybil Trelawney. The headmaster has intimated that he would prefer fewer visits from me. She said coldly, I'm not one to press my company upon those who do not value it. If Dumbledore chooses to ignore the warning cards, the warnings, the cards show her bony hand closed suddenly around Harry's wrist again and again, no matter how I lay them out. And she pulled a card dramatically from underneath her shawls. The lightning struck tower, she whispered. Calamity. 
disaster coming near all the time. Is she a kook or what is she talking about here? She keeps bringing up something that she's seeing in the future. Yeah. And I can't tell if Dumbledore is just over her and just like, we're keeping you safe here. Like, shh, yeah. shh, be quiet. <laughs> I know. Mm. Or he doesn't want to hear something, so he keeps dismissing her. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And maybe there's truth to it. I think I cheated a little bit. Uh-oh. I looked ahead. What do you mean you looked I ahead? I just looked at the chapter <laughs> names. That was it. All the names of all the chapters? Yeah. Dan, what the? I did. Oh, my <laughs> word. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. Okay. Violation, Jen. But I'm not saying anything. That's why <laughs> yeah, you're talking. So, oh, my goodness. Do you think that she could be right about whatever it is, that there's calamity and disaster coming? And what would that calamity and disaster be? Or is she just, again, outside of her head and she's wrong? I think she's right. When has she ever been right? Um, she has been. <laughs> Twice. Yeah, not that many before. times. Um, but I think she's right. What about the third person getting up from the table? The last person. That was right, too. Uh, 13. Kind Whatever. Of, yeah. 13 at a table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, first so, person like, to rise. There's a few. It's true. But I got the impression that that was But she was kind of that wrong that was about that, too. Remember the first time that was mentioned at 13 at a table? Harry and Ron were the first few people to stand up. But has anyone else died if that was there at that table? No, no one's else died. No one else has died at the table, so that's that is. So we just know point, that so. Ron and Harry will die first. It's either Ron or Harry. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to read that again. I forget how it was said, but but I was left with the idea that that was a phrase that came up before Trelawney, and she just says it. It's like an old wives' tale. Happens to be true, and I mm. take that as absolute fact. But um, uh, I think. The seventh book is going to be crazier than the sixth. So to say Calamity is coming sounds like, yeah, probably. Mm. In theory, it should all kind of escalate. Yep. Um, it feels like it is escalating. Um, so I, I think she's right. But whether that was kind of just her getting lucky or something more, I don't know. Mm. So this is the next thing that she says. That's a, that's a pretty insane thing. But I must confess at first, I thought he... He seemed ill-disposed toward divination. And I remember I was starting to feel a little odd. I had not eaten much that day. But then, <laughs> and now Harry was paying attention properly for the first time, for he knew what had happened then. <laughs> Professor Trelawney had made the prophecy that had altered the course of his whole life, the prophecy about him and Voldemort. But then we were rudely interrupted by Severus Snape. Harry goes off. It was Snape who overheard the prophecy. It was Snape who had carried the news of the prophecy to Voldemort. Snape and Peter Pettigrew together had sent Voldemort hunting after Lily and James and their son. What do you think? What do you think about that reveal? That is pretty intense. Yep. I would be pretty annoyed like he was. Why is Dumbledore okay with this? Like it's no big deal. Because he was so remorseful of the worst thing he ever did. I guess. Why was he remorseful over that? Yeah, I'm just like, I'm confused. If he's remorseful, why did he say it? Hmm. He did it, but then he felt really bad. Like, why do it then? Hmm. Did something change after he did it? Did he not realize the impact? Um, and remorseful, meaning like he actually didn't want James and Lily to die? Like, 
did he not even think that Harry was a thing? I don't know. There's I mean, too much we don't know, but it feels weird. He did it. Then he feels bad about it. Dumbledore believes him and says, yeah, no problem. Now I trust you. Hmm. But it's not like he knows who Voldemort is. <laughs> so it's like he knew whatever he said wasn't going to go over well. Yeah. But I guess he said that he wasn't sure if um, who he was going to go after. And then when he knew that it was someone that Snape knew personally. Hmm. It changed things. I guess. Yeah, maybe. I guess, yeah, I guess because he, he w- went to school with them. Even if it's your enemy at school, maybe you like know them personally, so you regret that. Like, but then technically he didn't like them either. So. I know. That's well, true. yeah, that's why I'm like. Huh? But there is a point to it where, like, even though you don't like someone in high school, there's a difference between like that and murdering someone. You know? Yeah. Like when that happens, maybe he's like, "Oh my gosh, what am I doing? What am I getting myself into?" And that's when he backs out, and that's why Dumbledore trusts mm-hmm. him, maybe. Which is know. the same dynamic that Harry had with Malfoy. Yeah, exactly. A chapter yeah. ago, you know? Yep. Like, whoa, I really don't like Malfoy. And it was self-defense and whatever. But yeah, I didn't exactly. mean to kill him. Yeah, exactly. Like, then Harry would have regretted that. And it would have been the most remorseful thing ever, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm trying to understand it, but that's then a tough one. Then he could have split his soul. Ooh. Could Snape have that some horcruxes <laughs> out there? Could Snape have some horcruxes out there? Great question. This is what Dumbledore thinks about the whole thing, though. He says, Professor Snape made a terrible mistake. He was still in Lord Voldemort's employ on the night he heard the first half of Professor Trelawney's prophecy. Naturally, he hastened to tell his master what he had heard, for it concerned his master most deeply. But he did not know, he had no possible way of knowing, which boy Voldemort would hunt down from then onward. Or that his parents, or that the parents he would destroy in his murderous quest were people that Professor Snape knew. That they were your mother and father. You have no idea of the remorse Professor Snape felt when he realized how Lord Voldemort had interrupted or interpreted the prophecy, Harry. I believe it to be the greatest regret of his life and the reason that he returned. But he's a very good Occlumens, isn't he, sir? Said Harry, whose voice was shaking with the effort of keeping it steady. And isn't Voldemort convinced that Snape's on his side, even now, Professor? Professor, how can you be so sure Snape's on our side? Dumbledore did not speak for a moment. He looked as though he was trying to make up his mind about something. At last, he said, I am sure. I trust Severus Snape completely. Did he hesitate there? Does he actually trust him completely? Because it says he looked as though he was trying to make up his mind about something. I think it was more to make up his mind to tell Harry certain details. Mm. So you think he's holding something back? Yeah. What? I'm not sure. (laughs) I always ask you guys impossible questions. I'm sorry. Uh, I just feel like Harry does not do well with partial information. So rather than Dumbledore trying to explain any of the specifics, he just said, I trust him, Mm. period. So maybe that's why he was Because maybe he was afraid if he says any more, Harry won't believe him and won't trust him and say, yeah, but what about this? Because every time Harry leaves, he always says that. Dumbledore is doing this, but what about this? What is the reason for Dumbledore trusting Snape? What could he have done to earn Dumbledore's trust? Save his life. After this. Save his life? We just Hmm. said that he was really good at healing how could he do that 
without offending Voldemort. Maybe he already made up his mind that he was going to... Well, maybe Voldemort was dying or dead at this point. After he attacked Harry, he turned into nothing. Snape realized what he'd done, went to Voldemort. I'm Dumbledore. Could he make an unbreakable vow with Dumbledore? <laughs> Would Voldemort make everyone make an unbreakable vow vow with him? Well, isn't that what the Death Eater be cruel. thing is? No. I'm like, because that seems like something you could trust, maybe. <clears throat> or, or can you make a loophole in it? Like you word it just right that it sounds like you're promising something, but you're not. And I don't know. Actually, maybe that's why Snape didn't care who the unbreakable vow because he figured I can heal whatever. Mm. Hmm. So like he happens. can heal through unbreakable vows, maybe. Yikes. Or if Snape is really good at occlumency and legitimacy, could he make somebody think that he did an unbreakable vow with them, even if he didn't? Wow. Because then <laughs> that like person would trust true him inception. completely. Yeah. Even though he's not trustworthy and he's not bound by anything. Hmm. So you think he did that to who? I don't know. I don't I don't think of him as being better than Dumbledore at it. I just feel like Dumbledore like gives people second chance and cares for people, but I feel like it's to they a fault? earn well, that's what Snape said. Hmm. But I feel like he earned it somehow. Like someone was dying or someone needed help and you never thought Snape would be that person, but he actually came to the aid. Mm-hmm. And then he is always helping them heal. Like he could leave people. But I guess that's a cover, though. Like, if it is actually a cover, he wouldn't do that. Mm. I don't know what I'm trying yeah, to say. That is one of his, like, faults that we talk about. He does give people the benefit of the doubt, it seems. But that's also, I mean, it's like the thing with, like, your greatest fault is your greatest strength. That's his greatest strength. But it also, sometimes it's bit, bit him right in the butt, you know? Like, that mm. he actually trusts. I don't know. Trust isn't the right word. I don't know. It's It's tough to figure out Dumbledore, you know? But what the heck happened between them is interesting. With the, if it's an unbreakable vow, if it's like something happened between them that they that 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 there's some kind of trust, or right, maybe Dumbledore is just naive isn't the right word, but like over trusting of some some people. I don't know. All right, some more stuff. Because Dumbledore also just gets a little credit for um, Mundungus. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, don't yeah. Say I don't that. trust Mundungus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't trust Dung? Eh, I trust him more than Harry does after yeah. pinning him against the wall sure. and stealing uh, Sirius's uh, silverware. Um, but if we don't trust Mundungus, oh, and he was doing something else sketchy. He was, um, was he in the Daily Prophet? Wait, is he an Azkaban? What am I remembering? <laughs> no, he's not an Azkaban. It was like but... something funny that like he literally got caught doing a burglary or yeah, something. No, he was like selling uh, something that was like an illegal thing to sell or something like that. I forget I where forgot. that was. Was yeah. that in the profit or is someone? I think so. Because just again, like Dumbledore, he's in the order. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. It is not like all <laughs> order members are perfect. He's a wild obviously. card. <laughs> um, some other stuff real quick before we get into the finals. Um. I, they're up to something, said Harry, and his hands curled into fists as he said it. Professor Trelawney was just in the room of requirement, trying to hide her sherry bottles. And she heard Malfoy whooping, celebrating. He's trying to mend something dangerous in there. And if you ask me, he's, uh, he's fixed it at last, and you're about to just walk out of school without enough, said Dumbledore. 
He said it quite calmly, and yet Harry <laughs> fell silent at once. He knew that he had finally crossed some invisible line. Do you think that I have at least at once? Do you think I have once left the school unprotected during my absences this year? I have not. Tonight, when I leave, there will be again additional protection in place. Please do not suggest that I do not take the safety of my students seriously, Harry. A little intense, but what did Draco just mm. do? If we believe that the whooping was Draco in the room of requirement, I don't know. I thought maybe it could be more serious, like uh, the dragon in there whooping. Yeah, right. <laughs> it was Snape or uh, okay Voldemort. Yeah, I thought it was Voldemort. A Death Eater, like something more intense. Again, the room of requirement seems like a weird thing. Yeah, could there be flu networks or? Um, is it a way around some of the defenses of Hogwarts? So again, my mind went other places potentially. I do think the likely, the straight read, it's Draco. He's in there whooping. And here he says he mended something. What did he mend if he mended anything? Is that it? thing that was broken that he wanted Borgen and Burke okay. or whatever to fix maybe. But he couldn't get to it. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that's, that's scary because then maybe that is a thing that could be some kind of portal or some kind of like... It's two things. I don't know. There's so many theories it's out two there. Two things, yeah. Maybe the two things was just me thinking about the mirror. No, no, there was two oh, things because yeah. he said he wanted Borgen or Burke to hold, to hold one on to and he yeah. was asking about fixing something else. And we assume they were connected, maybe not directly, but something. It gave an impression of maybe a pair. Yeah. Um, so what could he be mending? I don't know. Hmm. Not sure. But we'll figure out. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe we'll figure out. We don't know <laughs> if we're gonna figure out yet. We could just be that could just be a cliffhanger for the whole series. <laughs> um oh, okay. This is another intense line. This is when <clears throat> they kind of get past all the Draco stuff. And Harry and Dumbledore are having this a discussion. If I tell you to hide, you will do so. Yes. If I tell you to flee, you will obey? Yes. If I tell you to leave me and save yourself, you will do as I tell you? I, Harry. They looked at each other for a moment. Yes, sir. Is this stuff actually going to happen when they go on this quest? So they're going to this cave, right? Is bad stuff going to happen there? Yes. There needs to be more drama. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> I mean, we're doing a live read of the next chapter specifically, so there's probably a little Oof. bit of drama that's happening. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I mm. think so. He checked three times. Mm. Harry, like he's like he's really making sure that Harry gets him here because he knows Harry doesn't want to listen. So why? And what will happen? Mm. I'm not feeling good about it, but I like that Dumbledore knows something's up because he's prepping Harry for like the danger, the, all right, like no matter what, we're going to face something intense. Yeah. And when we do, I don't want any you second guessing me. Um, so that's kind of good, but yeah, weird. And Harry's just, he doesn't trust Dumbledore. He pretends like he does. Yeah, and, like the first thing like he, he does, does yeah. is he leaves and then does something Dumbledore wouldn't have wanted. Yeah. And goes and he's like, oh, yeah, quick, Ron, Hermione, go out of bed, break curfew, wander in the halls alone. 
and you know search for Malfoy. I'm like, God, yikes! But again, what he does through that is actually the most typical Harry thing ever. He gives his liquid luck, liquid luck away. He has yes, a saving people complex. Very kind, and he yeah. really wants them to succeed. He really, his heart is in the right place. Yeah, but he just couldn't ignore it, like Dumbledore is telling him to do. Yep. So that's why Dumbledore had to triple check. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, because he goes, "No," said Hermione. <laughs> As Ron wrapped, unwrapped the tiny little bottle of golden potion, looking awestruck. We don't want it. You take it. Who knows what you're going to be facing? I'll be fine. I'll be with Dumbledore, said Harry. I want to know if you lot are okay. Don't look like that, Hermione. I'll see you later. It's a cute little moment. But um, here's the last line in this chapter. This is where we're leaving off until we do the live read. Harry turned, or Harry turned. At once there was a horrible sensation that he was being squeezed through a thick rubber tube. He could not draw breath. Every part of him was being compressed, almost past endurance. And then, just when he thought he must suffocate, the invisible bands seemed to burst open. He was standing in cool darkness, breathing in lungfuls of fresh, salty air. What's going to happen in this cave? The next chapter is titled The Cave. They find a Horcrux. But there are Death Eaters there defending it. <laughs> or a monster. Or just a like a booby <laughs> trap of some kind. Yeah, a monster. Or uh, a cave monster. <laughs> the cave monster. Or maybe just something that notifies Voldemort that somebody's there. Like a little mm. like, you know, just a bell. Whatever it is that then... They can come to defend it, maybe, if that kind of thing exists. But it's not going to be smooth or easy. Or maybe, yeah, maybe just the Horcrux itself will uh, will be a battle, like, mm-hmm. to Dumbledore's hand. It's like yeah. a thing that tries to take you over. You have to, like, fight the thing somehow. And then when they find it, do you think they're going to be able to destroy it? If it's a Horcrux, it could be something else completely, but they're going to try to find a Horcrux. Yeah, I hope so. I'm trying to think of what we're waiting on two Horcruxes more. No, no, more than that. More, yeah. So that would leave however many more for the next book. So we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like they could. They can't. How many could they destroy in one book? You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll see. Next Ugh. time we're going to do the live read. So here I want a few, uh, your all the favorites and stuff like that. But one question I want before, just very quickly. Give me your one person of who you think the Half-Blood Prince is. Your final prediction before we go through these chapters of who the Half-Blood Prince is. <laughs> It's a competition. I would Jen. say. <laughs> do you want to answer first, Jen? Um, I would say my <laughs> prediction for the Half Blood Prince is Snape. I think it's Snape because of the way it seemed like he was ready for the potions book. When he asked mm. Harry to see his bag, that felt weird. Like, 
Harry knew a crazy curse, and his first thought was, I want to see your books. Yeah, because he's Occlumency. So he saw like a thing in Harry's mind of a book, a bag, something, maybe. But that, to me, as I read that, I thought, I wonder if Snape was the one writing those things in the book, and he then knew or thought the book is lost. That's where it is. Harry has my book. Like that kind of a thing, maybe. Um, and because of the intensity of that spell, I kind of ruled out the people we like hmm. because I no longer could think of it as being Slughorn being like, oh, Harry, yeah, take this book. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, and Slughorn keeps praising Harry when he does well. It felt authentic. And I couldn't think of it as being Dumbledore anymore because I don't think Dumbledore would plant that and be like, this is going to help Harry out this year. He needs it. Um, so I had to start thinking it was darker and, it's so it's between Voldemort and Snape, but the comments about the book bag and saving the potions book for last um, made me think it could be Snape. So I'm thinking Snape, Voldemort close second, um, Karkarov somewhere down the list along with a few other randos. Then I only asked for one. You <laughs> yeah, you're one. Right. <laughs> Snape. <laughs> Jen. And I thought of him too. I have three also. <laughs> One. Okay, you yeah. can give three. <laughs> I'm allowed to. You can give as much as you want. <laughs> I'm the captain now. Yep. Um, I don't know. I like Hermione's uh, theory also. Maybe it could be Eileen. Eileen. Prince, Prince. Or Snape or Voldemort. Those are mm. my three. Or, or Bellatrix. Snape or Voldemort. Bellatrix? Maybe we'll learn more about Eileen Prince in the next book. But she's or pure Bellatrix. blood. Oh, because it literally could be Bellatrix. We don't know how old she is. But I don't know how blood. And she's married now. That could, is she, no, but Harry would know if Eileen Prince was Bellatrix. I don't know. But he wouldn't know if that was her mom. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> we have lots to stew on. <laughs> lots yeah, to so stew much. on. <laughs> All right. Favorite character who wins the house cup hot tamale and favorite moment let's go house cup first who wins your house cup award for these three chapters uh harry and dumbledore <laughs> i mean that's like the who's in this chapter pretty much. <laughs> yeah. so like yeah you kind of have to give it to them unless you're gonna I give it to Ginny. no she gets hot tamale obviously yeah, obvious <laughs> i'm gonna give it to harry actually harry kissed her wait, 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 time guys house cup first sorry yeah, 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 see it wasn't me this time i'll go controversial snape Whoa! Because he was the whatever reason he was there at the right time. Yeah, he saved Harry. That's a he from that saved guilt. Harry. I was relieved because when he was there. Harry would not have been okay if he yep. murdered Malfoy. That yeah. would have been there would have been some major repercussions just yeah. in oh, Harry's yeah. mindset. And Malfoy wouldn't have been okay either. Well, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Malfoy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm giving it to Snape One thing that I like too in in even the Snape healing <laughs> is that when he was healing him. It's, it describes it as if he was singing, which Danny mentioned the thing before that music, yeah. the power or magic yeah. beyond wow. all. Of but this is the first time we're here. seeing it yeah. in some kind of practical application. Yeah. Something that sounded like a song, right? Mm. Interesting. That. That's a great, you convinced me. I'm giving it the same too. That's a great pick. What? Thanks. I love oh that. <laughs> um, I was relieved when he walked in, but... Uh, so who's your pick? Harry. 
<laughs> Harry and Dumbledore. All right, this couch against that couch. Um, who wins the hot tamale? I always pick Ginny, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> Going Harry too. Yeah, Harry for me. I know he, he initiated it. Yeah, he like initiated the kiss mm-hmm. and whatever, but she. Went with it. She definitely went with it. And she ran up to him and gave the hug. Yeah. So it was like true, definitely true, 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 a combo true. platter. But I think it was a bigger step for Harry than yeah. it was for her. You know, like she was, he was putting himself out there a little bit more. Um, he just was, it was like, he didn't, didn't matter who was there, who was watching or the situation or anything. He just went for it. And I was like, all right, respect. That's hot tamale energy right there. Yeah. Just go for it. Yep. Yeah. I think I have to give it to Ginny. Whoa. Because. That's the first time I heard that come out of your mouth. I know. <laughs> because she, um, one thing that I like, the parallels between who is the Ravenclaw seeker versus who was the Gryffindor seeker. It was Cho versus Ginny. Yep. Ginny just beat Cho out again. So mm. oh, I like shoot. the idea that she like beat her in sports and then she beat her to the guy. Twice too, in so. the day. Boom. So she is the That's hottest of hot moment. tamales in She's this also book. just awesome at everything. Yeah, she's so. so cool. She could tone the sass down a little bit. No, I love it. <laughs> Once it was directed at Hermione, I felt like that crossed the line a little for me. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's Ginny. why I actually liked it because Hermione <laughs> just wouldn't <laughs> shut up about that point. I liked it and I didn't because I was yeah, like, it's a little like, harsh. Yeah. Hermione did need to be knocked down. Yeah. yeah. A little I forget bit. what we were talking about. It was They were at the table and I forget what it was, but That's she okay. jumped to Harry's defense, which we liked. But then something yeah, uh, they were the eating a meal. She it said, "Oh, don't related. start acting as though you understand Quidditch. Yeah. You'll only embarrass yeah. yourself. You'll only embarrass yourself." A little yourself. harsh. I think she could have left the "you'll only embarrass yeah. yourself" yeah. part, and it would have been just Sometimes as potent, you just get but not away. mean. But yeah, <laughs> I was like, but that's part of what we like about Ginny too—that she's a little bit like just says it how it is, yeah. you know. Um, <laughs> she's the youngest of all boys. Yeah, she, she's had to uh, keep up with go. all them. Cecilia also says Ron because of his tattoo, his pygmy puff tattoo. All respect. <laughs> Ron is kind of a hot tamale here. I'm not going to lie. Um, true. All right. Favorite moment? I'm distracted thinking about Ron I and like, Hermione moments in this oh, chapter. Yeah. Sorry. Because stuff was happening. But anyways. <laughs> I like that Ron also gave the okay to Ginny. And oh, yeah. That was yeah. a great move. And it was like, just because I allow doesn't mean we all lower each other. And Ginny's and like, then Ginny allow goes, it? <laughs> yeah. Are you crazy? <laughs> uh, favorite moment? I just liked info. So I liked the memory, yeah. the oh, pure yes. memory. And then Dumbledore being so proud of Harry for getting yeah. it. Like somewhat mm. shocked, but then. Yeah, and then you could go into more depth instructions. Yeah, the Horcrux chapter was awesome hmm. i think that was my favorite moment it, it feels like just a funny moment because it was just dumbledore and harry talking it through basically after the memory but i loved reading it it's just uh, such a good moment yeah. yeah the big uh information download hmm. it was hard to choose but <clears throat> i loved when harry walked through the room after the Quidditch Max, yeah, Max match, and the room just erupted. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then leading into the kiss. Yep. I don't know. It, it was just so <laughs> cool because it was like you had no idea. Yeah, because it was just quiet. Yep. Was- yeah, that honestly that was a great moment. Um, yeah, that was. Or just favorites. that like one that was just powerful. Yeah, yeah. it was you. so like a blip, mm. but I liked that. 
Yeah, that was one of my favorite moments. Sports moments like that are just fun when you like beat a team and like everyone's just celebrating together. Great moments like that. <laughs> and he was worried everyone was gonna be mad at him. I know, yeah. I know. And so then to come into that, it was such a relief. I know. Yeah. It was like, oh, everyone's psyched. This is great. I know. And then that walk after around the uh, around the lake where they mm. might talk about yeah, the match. Might if talk they about to. Quidditch. <laughs> that was great. They didn't. <laughs> I think my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> what were they doing? Um, I think my favorite moment was that, but it was also um the horcrux chapter when harry when harry has the understanding about what horcruxes are and what he has to actually do Mm. because i think you see such a turn in his character there and one of my favorite lines in the series is he understood at last what dumbledore had been trying to tell him it was he thought the difference between being dragged into the arena to face a battle to the death and walking into the arena with your head held high and right there, Harry exemplifies, I think, what a perfect Gryffindor is. And I think that's why he was sorted into Gryffindor, because this is just true bravery right here. Mm. And I love it so much. So mm. even though I gave my house cup to Snape, I'm going to side give it to Harry and jump on your guy's couch as well. So Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Harry is like, I would give it to Harry every, every single time. I, I really love him in this book, but oh, it's so good. I'll stand alone. Yeah. <laughs> any other last little tidbits danny <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think that was it um if it was earlier i could probably come up with something I know, but yeah, for the for sake sure. of things yeah. you know we can talk we about the chapter lot. for a long time oh, but so good anyway thanks for joining us on our journey of harry potter and the first time readers until our live read next On mic, say that on mic. <laughs> <laughs> what what was that idea, Jen? I'm half asleep, but I said, <laughs> "What if Malfoy is the one that has to get the last Horcrux for Voldemort?" Like he, Voldemort hasn't made the Horcrux yet, and Malfoy just needs to get the object. Yes. And then he is waiting for the right moment to, to kill. kill the right person to get the final Horcrux. Yes. Okay. She's done. Good night. Interesting. Still <laughs> what the object is. I'm leaning Tierra. Well, wait, why would he be whooping? Oh man, that would stink. That means Harry literally found it and put it in a prominent place on top. And then Malfoy walks in. And he's like, "There is." Oh, that would stink. <laughs> he just found well, it only just because I'm thinking jewels and precious metals mean something, but it also could yeah. be the bust or the bloody axe. Ew. Um, mm, and then you could literally kill somebody with the Horcrux. Man. Yeah. <laughs>